Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to the top five of death. Where listeners vote and everyone dies. Listen and die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Top 5 of Death. My name is Matt. I'm here with a whole bunch of people because this is uh, to ask uh, number three, episode number three. To ask. To um, Fro, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. That's me and Fro's check-in because we have so many people and we have so much content to get to. Um we just need to kind of move it along. So this week's episode on to ask number three is we are talking to our very own good close friends, Logan, who is a member of uh, the Make Fun Network, uh, hosts two shows, Sleep with the Light On and uh, Lost Legends, Tales of Thern, right? Oh, you said I'm a close friend. Yeah. Well, my friend, my friend list has dwindled quite, quite greatly. So to be a close friend to me is pretty easy these days. You just got to be just a friend. You the, the bar is pretty low. Yeah, all you got to do is talk to me semi-regularly and you're a close friend. I'm uh, glad here because I've been around for so long. Uh, yeah, once a week's enough. <laughs> uh, but also joining us from uh, very other mediums and other podcasts, we have uh, Tim, Tim Champa, also known as a cat's husband. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks hey. for having me back. Uh, no problem. Glad that glad to have you. Thanks for thanks for doing us. Uh, and cat, what? Thanks for doing us. Did I? Is that what I said? Yep. Yep. Maybe I have a secret crush on Tim. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm into it. <laughs> See, shut up, fro. What? Right, whatever. Don't judge. I mean, how could you not? Because uh, look at those flowing locks. That's true. As, He's dreamy. As someone who um is losing his hair, to see someone with hair is like uh. Gets me rock hard, we'll say. <laughs> uh, my, fa- my facial hair is as patchy as your head hair. <laughs> <laughs> like that, huh, Logan? I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm going bald, too, so. Yeah. Well, a close friend wouldn't laugh at it. His close friend. Oh, uh, sorry. Kat's here. Kat, how are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Good. So, uh... Yeah, quick, quick check-ins all around. I know Fro and I kind of already went. Uh, I won't do that. Fro, you got anything? Uh, a short little check-in for everyone for your week? I fixed that couch. Did you? You did. Yeah. I got Good job. That was a big saga. Yep that uh, that little bendy uh, adapter to the drill uh, helped, so I was able to get into that tight spot, and uh, I didn't fucking lose my mind uh, fixing it. It all went kind of smoothly. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Sitting on it, it's not all fucked up now. It's great. <laughs> my the only thing I, I lend to anecdotally on hearing repair stories is just whenever my dad had to fix something in the house and I was a kid and I would like help him by giving him tools, he would lose his mind fixing whatever and he would always say the same thing for years. If he was fixing something and it wasn't working, he'd just be like, Fucking cocksucker. Fucking <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> so I think that's very funny. <laughs> We've been watching yeah. Deadwood, and they say cocksucker literally every other word. No kidding. Deadwood, yeah. Deadwood. What show is that? Is that it's that like just show? their word for people. <laughs> what just happened? Oh, I think Tim, I think you got unmuted on the Zoom. 
Oh. Oh, there sorry. Yep, that was you my fault. Doubled up again. Um, yeah, so congratulations, Fro. Kat, what's new with you? Um, fully vaccinated. That's exciting. Both? Yep. Um, Pfizer or Moderna? Moderna. Did you have the second vac- uh, second dose sickness? Yes. Yeah. So was it like Two- 12, 12, 24 hour bug-ish? Yeah, we got vaccinated on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. We were like super tired, had fevers, just Ugh. achy. Body aches. Yeah. Yeah. My my mom is getting her second shot on the 10th, so I'm a little concerned about her reaction to that because she lives alone. It's been weird, though. I, like every person I know who's like older has not had the second dose sickness. Oh, cool. um, and everyone like our age has. Um, and I've, I've heard that that's like a thing that like mm-hmm. older people react better to it than younger people. I think it's because younger people have stronger immune reactions to it. And that's mm-hmm. probably why, cause it, it's an, it introduces a spike protein, right? That's kind of like how the yeah. vaccine works. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, hopefully my mom also already just had COVID. So I'm hoping she just kind of cruises through, but, uh, but that's awesome. Good. To, I'm glad, I'm glad for you. You feel, uh, you feel better about everything now? Well, a little more um, confidence. A, a little more peace of mind, but I'll still yeah. follow protocol. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm throwing caution to the wind. Right. <laughs> it's going to go around spitting. But I'm I'm like, only I'm only 80% anxious and not 100% anxious now, so. Well, that's that's a step <laughs> in the right direction. Right, yeah. Uh, Tim, what's up with y'all? You get to, you also get vaccinated? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, nothing else really new besides that except i was like one of the things i'm most excited for about being vaccinated is like being comfortable to go back to the movies mm. and i was like oh man i can't wait to go back to the theaters and cat was like well there's still mass shootings <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> okay i mean jesus you're not vaccinated from uh from bullets from a, from a bullet yeah that's so funny fucked uh, up very funny yeah i mean Danger is still still lurking around every corner. Shit, should I rush and get that fucking vaccine so that I can easily go see Black Widow? Probably. Uh, I mean, if you can, if you want to. Oh, man. I mean, think about it this way. If everyone else is vaccinated, I mean, you might as well just consider yourself vaccinated. That's true. I mean, I don't know. It's a way to think of it. I mean, I'm going either way. So, I'll be- <laughs> actually, I was thinking about that the other day. How am I going to wait? Are they going to let me wait in line in there? Fuck no. I'm going to anyways. So. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved it over to like assigned seating for that place. Well, I, is IMAX open right now? No, I don't know. But I'm hoping they will by July with everything kind of like because, mm. uh, you know, Massachusetts is stepping pretty, you know, opening up, a, you know, pretty consistently. So I'm hoping that they open it up to some degree. I think it'll be lower capacity. So tickets might be harder to get. But, um, whew. Come hell to high water, I'm fucking getting in that theater, and I will be first in line. I'm not letting that die. <laughs> uh, Logan, what's new? Uh, not much. I'm on vacation. Nice, um, man. Nice. Just a staycation. Um, I'm getting vaccinated on the first with the Johnson Johnson, so one and done. You already know what you're getting. Yeah, work work announced it like oh okay I went for vacation. Yeah, I thought it, when we I signed my mom up for it, and they were like. It's a different. It's whatever they have that day. And I was like, "This is like a bakery." <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was like kind of. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because of supply. But uh, 
I just thought that was <laughs> such a serious thing. You're just going to get whatever we have. So. I get that for the first dose, but that's weird for the second one. Like, they have to have what you had the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they, so they must know uh, at somewhat, to some degree ahead of time. I don't know. Some sort of logistical planning of first dose shipment versus second dose shipment and planning and all yeah. that. But uh, how's how's staycation going? You doing anything fun? Um, playing Overwatch and playing Civ Six. They just uh, like a couple months ago they released a DLC with a you can play as Vietnam as a character as a country in Civ Six. Cool. So I'm feeling included. So I'm playing as <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> how are you? Is that like a game of domination or just like a, a simulator? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you can like, it's turn-based stuff. So like, and like one turn is like a whole year and it's like, oh, you move one troop from this city to the next city. And then like, all right, your next turn. So it's, it's kind of slow if you're not into those kind of games, but it's like the triple R games, like resource, re- reconnaissance and reptilians. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was a, quite the turn on that last R. Yeah. But, uh, cool. That sounds fun. Sweet, sweet, yeah. sweet. I uh, I also been playing Overwatch. I had my first game with the new team in some tourney last night. Um, How do? So we, I, I didn't even know this team still existed. No one did. We just I just knew we had this game in this tournament. And so we haven't played together at all. And we were, we played against the team that is expected to like win the tournament or whatever. It's like Firewall Esports tor- uh, tournament. And we, we've never played together. I've only chatted with a couple of these people a handful of times and we fuck we just beat the fucking shit out of this other team it was it was so wow. sad um so we now i i think we're this is just like a an easy league or, or something i don't know but it was pretty it was pretty fun it was we had a lot of fun doing it but you still an off tank yeah i'm still an off tank okay okay <laughs> Yeah, what's that? What does that mean? No, I just I I, I haven't played <laughs> yes, Overwatch I am, with but you in a what while. Is it? So. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I still play off tank, ripping it up. Uh, cool. All right, so pro, you won last week. Yeah, yeah, I did. So but, you have a death to to deliver. Did you write one? No. I, you know, it'd be I'm a real sick change, of people. I'm fucking of sick of people. You're sick of people. <laughs> I'm sick of fucking people voting for me. Well, you know. Are you like the fan favorite at this point, Fro? It seems like it. Oh, yeah. Stupid. (laughs) Fucking idiots. (laughs) How can you not love this guy? (laughs) Fucking morons. Uh, I mean, I'm putting in the bare fucking minimum work now, and fucking these idiots keep doing this shit. 18 votes versus Matt's eight? God, you suck. Cat got 11? Mm hmm. Hey, well, listen. (laughs) Stop. Stop being so lovable, I guess. I suppose. Uh, that is your uh, greatest downfall for him. I am way too lovable. Mm-hmm. Uh, these fucking morons. <laughs> and I got this motherfucker. <laughs> who the hell is this Alex Hawley saying, oh, I would vote for Cat, uh, you know, instead of Fro, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Alex Hawley. I've never fucking seen your name once in my goddamn life. Fuck off, will ya? Fucking. Well, it's always great to alienate new fans. That's what he does yeah. best. Oh, he didn't do it for me. So that's okay. You're good. Actually, you're okay in my book, Alex. <clears throat> oh wow. Well, ooh, that was. I think Fro single-handedly keeping the Make Fun Network just under 400 members. <laughs> <laughs> we think we cracked it. <laughs> hey, it looks like there's two more. So we got 394 now. 
I know, but it's this is I'm like I'm hoping a fucking, that Alex Holly fucking jumps ship and we go back down to 393. It's it's like a meme at this point that we're never going to break 400. <laughs> meme. Uh, okay, let's see what I can fucking do. <laughs> Me. Mimi. Mimi. Uh, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. So Matt uh, just got fucking back from um, solitary confinement because he finger blasted a a, a, a little a little person in jail. Uh, so it was like fucked up that Matt did this. Matt was at fucking Rikers Island. Let's just say, and he he finger blasted this. <laughs> I mean, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, Matt's finger blasting little people, and you know the the um, correctional officer is like, "You gotta go. You gotta go to fucking uh, fucking solitary confinement." And he goes, and Matt goes, "What's the deal with that? He's just a little person. Not a big deal." And so uh, while Matt's fucking you know in solitary confinement, he kind of goes a little crazy, and he he gets out. And he goes. To whatever and the correctional officer goes, what do you want to eat now for your last meal? And he's like, last meal? I didn't realize I was on death row, but whatever. So Matt goes, I'll take cinnamon toast crunch. So, <laughs> is this step by step or no? Full house. Full house. Uh, I can't. I don't know what the fuck to do with full house. Uh, so Matt's like, cool. I'll have cinnamon toast crunch. And so the correctional officer that shows up is Jody Sweeten. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> from pants off, dance off. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, full full house didn't really work out for her in the long run, even though she's on the new show. But she's uh, she goes here. You go, Matt. Here's your cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, and Matt eats a cinnamon toast crunch, and he goes, <coughs> and he, he chokes on it, and uh, he goes, what the fuck is this? And uh, she goes, I'm sorry, I'm high on speed. Um. I think I just gave you shrimp tails covered in Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Sorry, buddy. And so Matt chokes and dies on Cinnamon Toast Crunch shrimp tails. Um, Matt dies that way. So nonetheless, Cat, who also happens to be a parole officer at this, uh, you know, jail, she's like, whoa, Jody Sweeten, I can't believe you're high on speed. You just fed Matt Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's a shame that he's not going to finish this whole thing. I guess I'll have some. And she go- Jody Sweeten goes, Why? You don't need to eat this. We got good food in the fucking cafeteria. And so Kat goes, oh, okay. And so he doesn't eat the shrimp uh, tails anymore. Um, and she goes to the cafe. She's like, hey, check it out. Mac and cheese. What the fuck is this? Uh, is that Beck? No. What is this? That's is this mad about you. Family Matters? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Cat sits down in the cafeteria and she's eating her mac and cheese and she looks around and she goes, wait a second. Why am I the only white girl in this place? She's surrounded by a black family who happens to, <laughs> to be there and go, hey, yo, white girl, that's our mac and cheese. And so they so they stomp her. They stomp her down. And Jody Sweeten goes, oh no, Cat, she's getting stomped by all these black people. Uh, and they go, yo, Family matters, and so they <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so, cat gets stomped to death uh, by the black family. End of story. And they all go in uh, solitary confinement because they just murdered a, uh, a correctional officer. Correctional officer cat. 
And then Jody Sweeten goes, did I do that? Even though that wasn't her line. Um, and that's it. That was a pretty succinct uh, improv def for you, Fro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, no. And Rico Nasty also happens to be there. <laughs> Don't worry about a bitch who never been in your place. Always moving silence, never question you. Yo, she's awesome. I feel, <laughs> I feel like a... A psychiatrist could analyze Fro's off-the-cuff deaths like they do with dreams. <laughs> like this says something about his psyche. I, I wish. If we have any uh, listeners that are, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, studying that, please fucking think, figure me out. I mean, we might have listeners that are psychiatrists at this point. I mean, we're not children. That's true. Uh, That's Fro, true. Fro, I think that might be... I think that might have been your best your best improv death ever. Maybe. I'm surprised I was able to figure out what songs those were first off. <laughs> that um that was very I I'm very impressed and I, I need yeah, to those ex- were good. extend um uh, kudos to you over there. It only oh, took a hundred tries, but hey, you know what? I'll get I'm a late bloomer. Yeah, and Yo, this, this round I'm gonna bloom. Matters. All right. <laughs> I, I actually was proud of that part. Don't uh, that was good. Don't uh, don't beat a dead horse here, Fro. Uh, you, you, uh, you get the joke, joke though, Matt. Yeah, okay. Like, All right. you yeah, know, I the show's it. called Family Matters, yeah, uh-huh. and they're like, "Hey, check it out. We're family. Yeah. She's not," and so they stomped her out. Yeah. And then and that played into no stereotypes whatsoever. <laughs> that's, that's a great job. You're making everyone, Fro. You're making our guests very nervous to be on this episode. You keep tiptoeing into this this realm here. No, no. Uh, however, what would make them nervous is if uh, they were judged by their gods. If I <laughs> could segue in, in that way, uh, I just want to clarify this, Cat. Sure. You are not one of the Askas, right? No. What? I'm <laughs> I'm asking questions. I'm not yeah, yeah. Okay. Ask. She's on yes. our side. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. We're on teams. Yes. We're we're team heretic. And <laughs> that's sick. Logan we're and team Tim, sexy Jesus. Sexy Jesus. Mm. Uh, so if you've never heard a to ask before, essentially it's 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 a, a a new thing we're doing on top five where we have people on that have an interesting uh, experience or a job or. Uh, like a a skill or or something that's just of interest, something that Fro and I, and you know, Cat for that matter. Actually, no, I'm sure Cat probably knows plenty about this by at this point. But uh, things that we just want to know more about, or or our ourselves don't know much about. So we have people on to ask them questions. And also, if you want to ask a question, you can go to makefun.network or search for Make Fun Network on Facebook and ask a question there. Become a fun butt. Maybe be one of the the six or seven new people that push us over 400. That'd be nice. So close. So close. So, so close. Um, but yeah, we're just going to, we obviously we have a lot of people on the show, so we're going to just jump right into it this week. And so I want to start off with giving Logan and Tim uh, just a little bit of preamble at the beginning to kind of give their quick backgrounds as to why they're on the show. So let's start with uh, Tim. Why don't you go first? So you grew up religious and what religion was that? And like, what's a a little short explanation? So um, my parents were Protestant. Uh, It's this like very like wishy-washy thing in Protestantism called like non-denominational 
churches. That's like what they were really into, but it's cl- probably pretty close to like Baptist um, Protestantism, very like evangelical born again, Christian type vibe. And uh, I grew up in Portugal where my parents were Christian missionaries. Um, so just religion has been like a huge part of my life for at least half of my life. And uh, when we moved back to the States, when I was in high school, it I kept going to like a Christian school and church was like a huge part of my life and all that type of stuff. Wow. I didn't know that you lived in Portugal and you only came back to the States in high school? Um, well, permanently. Like we'd come okay. back to visit and stuff, but... And we, there was a while where we, a couple years where we lived in Scotland while my dad was getting his PhD there. But yeah, wow. otherwise, Portugal. What a wild life. I didn't know that well at all. Well-traveled. Yeah, very well-traveled. So do you speak any other languages? Um, I spoke Portuguese pretty well when I left, but I've lost a lot of it. I can still understand it reasonably well, but um, I sound pretty dumb when I try to put sentences together. But Kat and I went to um, Portugal a couple years ago with my family just to kind of revisit it, and I enough of it came back that I could get around at least. That's that, that's actually really cool. I didn't know that at all. Fro, aren't you Portuguese? Oh, yeah, I'm part Portuguese, but I wouldn't really say it's most of my background. <laughs> Do you think that you could out Portuguese Tim? One hundred percent, no. <laughs> <laughs> just asking. Uh Cool. Awesome. Logan, so tell us the uh, same question to you. What, uh, I mean, we've talked about it on the show, but maybe no one's heard you on the show yet. So what, uh, what's your deal? All right. So having to follow a missionary. Awesome. Um, so <laughs> I, I grew up a JW, a Jehovah's Witness, um, through most of my childhood. I didn't leave the church till I was 22. Um, and I did a lot of stuff within it. I was, I had like different titles. Like I was called auxiliary pioneer. I was called a pioneer and a ministerial servant, which is basically like a, elder assistant so i had like some different titles and shit and then i left and i woke up and i left (laughs) (laughs) i I love that jehovah's witness sounds like uh like it's like boy scouts for christians (laughs) oh my god you blew my fucking mind it basically (laughs) is i've been i've been saying it's christianity on hard mode but like i like the boy scout christian more that's so funny uh, yeah, so obviously we have two people <clears throat> that grew up religious in different religions, and I grew up so not religious. I don't know, I don't know anything about almost anything. I never went to church. I was baptized, and that's about as far as it went. My extended family goes to church regularly. We were just these outliers that just never went. So I don't know, I don't know much about it. Uh, Fro, any religious? Uh, background to to kind of tap into do you have any experience in it at all uh yeah i've never really been religious myself but my my parents went to uh and i think it was an irish catholic church uh i'm assuming saint patrick's would be an irish catholic church um (laughs) so we went there and then eventually they shifted over to a baptist church uh which fun fact the uh preacher reverend i don't know what the difference is between any of them um but he eventually got arrested for uh, touching kids um, <sighs> shortly after we had left that church. Uh, luckily, at least unless I 
blocked it behind some fucking wall in my brain. I don't believe I was touched, um, but it might explain me. Um, Who touched yeah. you, you piglet? <laughs> no, I wasn't a little piglet at the time. I was uh, I was a little cute boy. Um, Obviously not. But I do know I got baptized, and they made me take off all my clothes, and I was just wearing like the robe. So I remember that was a little weird, even when I was a kid. Um, but I've never really been involved in it i was just there my parents put me at the baptist church and i just kind of went there i used to play game boy in church uh and whatnot i I literally have not cared at all i would describe myself as uh, an atheist uh currently uh so it's you know i have no uh association with it all right uh cat same same question yeah what's your uh little personal upbringing uh, so religion. i was i was raised catholic um i went to a private catholic school from kindergarten to 12th grade um i was an altar server i uh baptized con- confirmed all that um in high school i stopped believing just because in catholicism which i'm sure like a lot of other religions um i started asking questions and that was frowned upon um so i was like if i am not allowed to ask questions about something i'm supposed to believe in then i don't want to believe in it um so now i would class i was uh an atheist for a long time now i would classify myself more as an agnostic like i think there's probably something i just don't know what Mm -hmm. it is Cool. Fair. All right. Let's um. So we actually have like a, a pretty, pretty good, you know, uh, bandwidth of experience. I have none. Fro has a little. And cat, you look like you sound like you grew up maybe a notch above maybe an average religious uh, upbringing. Yeah, like I would. I went to church like oh. Every first Friday of the month for school, we went every Sunday as a family and went on holidays. Um, so until like high school, I was we were raised pretty Catholic. Got it. So like I'm I'm deicide. Fro is like a, like a cannibal corpse, <laughs> and then you're like the scorpions. Yes. Right. All right. If anyone picked and up, and I'm on like that, POD. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Logan would be Creed. Oh no. Jesus! I'm Logan not gonna. Be yeah, Logan I, gets to decide what he is. I think. Ha, don't, <laughs> are there any Jehovah's Witness? Uh, you know what? Vans? No. Yeah, this doesn't count as a question. But I. I'm, Childish I, Gambino. Oh, he was a J Dub. Yep. That's a good good call. Oh well, that's not. Is he really funny? Yeah, that's yeah, cool. He grew up as one. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Well, good on you, Logan. I guess you have a cool band. Actually, I don't know. Scorpions are pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's get uh, let's get into this. So I I my myself I have some questions for Logan. I have some questions for Tim. I have some questions for both of them. So uh, to cat or fro, if there's if there's, you want you don't have to ask them both the same question. Um, I am. and if you want to direct it, you can do that as well. I and, am going to just ask both. Okay, yeah. that's, that's fine as well. Might have uh, formatted that way as well. And then Logan and Tim will be just giving us you know what our traditional to ask a guest do and things that they think you should know or are interesting uh about the topic so let's let's just jump right in uh let's start off with uh cat i'm actually interested to hear your questions because of where you are in the spectrum of experience what uh let's do you mind starting us off yeah yeah 
Um, so I formatted my questions for both Logan and Tim. Um, my first one's just a pretty general, what's the biggest misconception about growing up religious and or the religion you were raised in? Uh, let's go to, actually, does anyone want to uh, go first, Logan or Tim? Or well, I will ass- first, ass- ass- assign. Yeah, good, nice deflection, Logan. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim, you're up. Um, the biggest misconception... Well, maybe this this goes into one of the things that I wrote down as something you should know, and that is um, that there's a, at least in my community, there was a diversity of belief within the religious community that I don't think people would necessarily assume there to be, because the school that I, I went to, a, a Christian school for missionaries in Portugal, and it was run by these like hyper-fundamentalist Baptist people who were like so hardcore, like dancing, they thought was evil. Um, any kind of music with a backbeat or drums, that type of thing. They didn't, they believed the earth was like at most 10,000 years old. And uh, they believed there were fire breathing dinosaurs that lived alongside of us, just like wild shit. Um, but my parents were like much more moderate than that. Like I would come home from school and be like, they taught us this today. And my dad would be like, well, that's insane. Um, evolution (laughs) is probably real. Um, so like, I just, I think if you're, when I tell people like, oh, I was raised as a Christian missionary, they assume like that I would be on the like very far conservative side of what you think of when you think about born again Christians, Mm. like almost the footloose caricature. (laughs) Um, but there, there is like a little bit more of a spectrum of like conservative to to moderate, not a lot of like super progressive uh, viewpoints. If you're if you're committed enough to it to be a missionary, but um, not it's not as uh, uh, homogenous as you would maybe think it is. Um, cool, yeah, uh, awesome, Logan. Uh, first off, Tim, you believed in evolution. <laughs> <laughs> You goddamn heretic. Exactly. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest cons- misconception about JWs, at least as like a kid in school, a lot of times a lot of non-witness kids thought the Jehovah's Witnesses were gay because <laughs> they're, they're, they dress kind of effeminate sort of, but like unintentionally, like it's like, oh, you, you wear a button up shirt when you go to school and you tuck it in and everything matches. And at least around here, everyone thought I was gay as a kid growing up. Like, oh, you're, you're just a little femme boy. Like, no, I, I just, <laughs> I just I dress nicely. Yeah, I guess. So that was something I got asked a lot in school. Weird. Huh? I guess. That where, sorry. Sense. Where did you grow up, Logan? Iowa. Okay. Tim's right now. So if you weren't if you weren't wearing camouflage, you're considered gay, I guess. <laughs> Makes your, sense to me. Where's the camo? <laughs> what are you gay? You're not dipping. Mm, you're mm. you're a real gay boy. This is what <laughs> Ionian sounds like. Uh, what? Ionian? Oh, okay. Just wanted to make sure I heard your interpretation of what someone from Iowa was called. Yeah. Uh Sweet. Uh, yeah. Also, if uh, if we ask any questions, I also can just expand up upon something that was on your list, Logan and Tim. Feel free to just break it, you know, condense them. Sure. Okay. Uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Fro. What's up, what, dude? What's a, what's a question? Um, so, I guess I'll just start off with uh, 
being religious, and this is can be for anybody, even Matt and Kat can answer. Uh, what is the best religion? <laughs> the best one? Yeah. I well, I think I, I actually do have an answer for this. I think it's um like uh, the Sikhs. I think the Sikhs have a great religion. Sikhs, S I K H. That one. Yeah. I don't. Is that is that more on the Hindu side? Yeah, I just I just remember I I also was wondering about this question. I was kind of just looking up some very general information about religions, and this one just seems like the most accepting and go with the flow, you know, very positive type of religion. Um, but that's as far as my answer goes. Not that I should be answering any questions this week. Jinder Mahal is Sikh. Is he? Yeah, yeah. You don't Canadian. want to hinder the gender, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> I suppose. Um, um, I. I think the best religion in a modern sense is probably like the uh, Satanic Temple, um, because they're not really a religion; like they're classified as one. It's a philosophy, if anything. Yeah, it's a philosophy. It's basically secondary humanism. It's a sarcastic religion. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're like they say, "Hail Satan!" to piss off Christians, but really, they're just like, "Just be a good person," and they include everyone. Have any of you read the Satanic Bible? Yes, I have it. You have? Yeah. I haven't read uh, all of it, but I read part, like a good <clears throat> bit of it. I read it back in high school uh, when I really started to be like very atheist. And I was like, okay, I'll read this just because obviously I was also pushing boundaries. Uh, and people mm-hmm. weren't happy about it just because so cool. I was so cool. Uh, I mean, I just, I, hate, I just hated fucking, I was very against the grain in high school for sure. Uh, and I read this, the Standard Bible because I was interested in it, uh, you know, and through metal stuff that I've uh, listened to then. Uh, like Marilyn Manson was a part of the Satanic Church, and I liked Marilyn Manson back in high school. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> you you like old Marilyn Manson? Yeah, but I'm not trying to like sell myself as some like rebel against religion right now. Whatever. <laughs> I I mean I I I enjoyed the fact that he you know he was with uh, Anton Lavey and he was friends with them, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to look more into this. So I read the book, um, and I appreciated the fact that it was like. They like they're like this is not a religion. This is mm-hmm. more of a philosophy. Uh, you know, it's it was like be a good person. Uh, God and real God and devil do not exist. It's in you. The God God and devil are inside of each of us. God is your good side. The devil is your bad side. You know, it's your ego and your id. Uh, and I always thought it was fascinating that uh, you know that would that was like a thing. Um, obviously, not really religion, but I do appreciate that they want the recognition just so it can be you know it's like okay yeah if you can if you can believe in that like then we have we should have the right also to have you know satanism out there and be an acceptable religion mm-hmm. yeah i think um one of the things that i and we, may, we might get into this more later but one of the things that always really frustrated me about the religion i was raised with is that at the end of the day what it was about like what they thought got you into heaven was believing the right like list of things and that i always thought was like super fucking weird like that's like that's what god cares about at the end of the day is that you believe like these 10 really specific things um like so all of that to say i think religions where that's not the point of it so much like it's not about having like a certain epistemological like worldview it's about 
like how you live your life and it's like a a philosophy that's like try just try like try to be a better person like that makes way more sense to me than something like hyper dogmatic like mm-hmm. what i was raised with cat nice cat uh i agree with all of that sentiment i think at the end of the day the just being kind and being a good person is what matters. And that's kind of the base of every religion. So that's just kind of a universally accepted thing that just like, just don't be terrible, like treat others with kindness so you can be treated with kindness and just try to leave the world a little bit better than how you found it. So I, yeah, I think any, anything that promotes that is, where I'm at. Nice. Um, Hell yeah. yeah, Tim, have you ever heard that song from uh, Bo Burnham from God's Perspective? Um, it doesn't ring a bell. I've seen a bunch of his specials though. So it doesn't ring a bell to me either. It's a. It's pretty much just a song about what you're saying. He's like, it's a song from God's perspective. Uh, oh yeah, I know the God's song perspective, now. and he's like, you know, um. He's like, yeah, you can eat pork if you want to, because why the fuck would I give a shit? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. he's, like, I cre- he's, like, he's like, I created the universe. You think I give a shit what you're ordering at the fucking deli aisle? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool, cool. Good question, Fro. I will ask uh, my question. My next question is, it's pretty broad questions for either of you. What would you say was the, like, coolest thing about growing up religious like from a uh, from your perspective now or maybe when you were younger uh was there anything that stuck out to you as always being like you know what was cool when we did this or there's this cool uh philosophy about something or or anything like that do you want to go first logan yeah logan Uh, you go first sure sure all right um i actually have a couple of things um so they're very much Jehovah's Witnesses are very much like because you're not allowed to really have friends with non-witnesses. Their thing is very enclosed. Like you know, you only talk to non-witnesses when you're out at work or school. So it has a very strong sense of community, which is like a main thing of cults. But it was kind of nice when I was you know eighteen, nineteen on my own. You know, being a full-time pioneer, which that means you go out knocking on doors for 70 hours a month for free. Um, just people would be like, hey, like a family would be like, come on over and have dinner with us for free. And I'd like probably like two, three times a week, I'd go over to someone's house and just have like free dinners. Um, but then also there's weird opportunities to speak in front of large groups of people, if that's your thing. Um <laughs> So they have like a yearly convention with like by convention I mean like not like a Comic Con, not like a Jesus Con. Um Witness Con. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh it's just like, hey, there's like three to ten thousand people. They go to they rent an arena and then they it's three days of speeches and talks. And it's it's really fucking boring, but I got to act in a little skit on stage in front of five thousand people. <laughs> and I've I wouldn't have never got to do that if I wasn't a Joe Joe's witness. What was the skit? <laughs> Um, it was, uh, I don't remember what the talk was about, but it was, my skit was I had to be like a, a quote unquote bad family member trying to get people to like aggressively become Joe's witnesses to other family members. <laughs> so I would be like, oh, you know, there's, oh, fuck. One of the lines was like, oh, I can't eat that birthday cake because the devil made it or something like that. Um, it was something like that. It was just kind of like a, a exaggerated skit, but yeah, it was, it was 
really nerve wracking, but it was really fun looking back. I'm like, I got to speak in front of, I got to act in front of 5,000 people. Like who the fuck gets to do that? Yeah. That's pretty, that's that pretty, cool. pretty cool. Um, do you still like acting Logan? Uh, not really. No. I mean, <laughs> podcasting is my creative fill now. Uh, what was that line again? Uh, of the, the, I don't know, the birthday cake line. It was something like, oh, I can't eat birthday cake because the devil made it or something like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of like a Jehovah's Witness improv and it's like, all right, I need a suggestion from the crowd about something God would get really mad about. (laughs) (laughs) That line killed, by the way. That line fucking killed there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure it did, Logan. Okay. (laughs) Um, he has witnesses. <laughs> ah. Hey, boom. Uh, Tim, same question to uh, to you. Yeah, my answers are gonna be remarkably similar. I think uh, community was a huge part of it for me too. Like all of my best friends growing up were people I knew through church, and uh, we we just had like a super active um, youth group at my church, and we were we we're always doing like we do these retreats where you'd go away for a weekend in the fall or the winter at these cool camps and like play a bunch of games. And I mean, it was like all very like innocent and wholesome, like not, not the type of fun that like other high school kids were having necessarily, but it was like a blast for me and like really cool to develop close friendships with all those people. So Um, Tim, if I may interject, when, when normal high school kids are out, having fun getting drunk blazing it up 420 every night were you playing board games because that's what i did a lot in high school um we did a lot more like social games um like uh or or in and like if i'm by myself i was playing or even with my friends i was playing video games and that type of stuff like fairly normal stuff i would say not a ton of board games like when we were at church together like i said we were, we were playing games like if you ever played sex on the couch like uh, well we didn't call it that at church but that's like i think I was what like, that whoa, game was actually whoa, whoa, called what <laughs> what is it's, that? it's a ge- yeah it's like a game where everybody sits in a circle and there's like four main chairs that you're trying to get to be filled with all of your gender so that's why it's called like sex on the couch it's like you're trying to get four of your gender sitting in the couch um so it's like those types of like big group um games i guess like other examples would be like uh musical chairs like that type of stuff okay um in high school playing musical chairs well that's just like the most accessible example (laughs) i can think of it was you know it's that's that sort of uh whatever type of big group icebreaker type games you can think of or yeah. Red Rover, um, but you guys called it Big Booty or Big well, Judy. No, that was, I think that's actually like an improv game. Yeah, Big Buddha. Um, but I like, uh, I like Big Booty much better. Yeah, Big Buddha is an improv game, it's a, it's a number counting game. Uh, yeah, that's basically what this was. Yeah. Ah, that game is fun. Some improv um, games are fun. Well, our youth pastor had been, uh, and had done improv in college and was like big into that. So oh. I think that's where like a lot of her ideas came from. Was well, actually um, probably a, a, a pretty uh, good use of those, that knowledge. For sure. She was great. Um, and then the other thing I would say is kind of similar to the like live performance aspect of it. Um, I got, I got to do so much music at church um, 
like there just was were always opportunities to be on stage playing guitar and singing and that type of stuff. And I think like tons of musicians who grew up in church will say the same thing that like having that church background really gave them an opportunity to um to play live and and develop their skills. That's awesome. Uh cool. Uh let's go to Logan. What's uh what's your number 5 on your list? Um all right. Um, things people should know. So, my number five, there's a lot of no, you can't do this in Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm sure in a lot of religions, but Jehovah's Witnesses kind of take it to the extreme. Um, you're not allowed to have tattoos, not allowed to have a beard, uh, not allowed to swear, uh, not allowed to watch radar movies or play radar M games. I have a question. Are yeah. you allowed to listen to racy no. podcasts? No. Not racy podcasts, no metal music, no metal, uh, no hip hop. Interesting. Someone left recently. Are you? Oh yeah. What was that, Tim? Are you allowed to fuck? No, that uh, that gets in my number one. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. So yeah, that gets my number one. We'll leave that alone for now because I got a whole thing on that. But (laughs) yeah, the the one of the first things I did when I decided I'm not going back, I got a tattoo and I grew a beard. <laughs> Sick. No, what are what are the bad connotations for all of these things? Why no beard? Uh, I actually they don't have a reason. Um, because because yeah, because in the Bible, dudes had beards, and they 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 go hardcore on what the Bible says. They take it very so literally. because yeah, other people weird. had beards in the Bible. You should not try. And, you should no, not follow it, suit. No, that that's not it at all. It's more of they they always said it's a presentation thing, like oh, you know, you look sloppy with a beard or something like that. <laughs> hmm. You know, or it's uh, not presentable. Sense. That makes sense with like the clothing dynamic too. That you were always supposed to be like very yeah. clean cut. I feel mm-hmm. like Mormonism is very much that way too, where it's like the yeah. presentation is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Why the no tattoos? Uh, there's is some same- scripture in Leviticus that says you shouldn't put ink upon your body or something like that. Mm, yeah, I, I think Jews aren't why... allowed to have tattoos either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you if you're Jewish and you have a tattoo, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Oh. Wow. Does Leviticus say thou shall not have a sick tat? If, yeah. <laughs> no barbed wire tats, bro. Um. So here's a another question about that. Uh, is if you have a tattoo and you decide to have like some sort of like awakening to whatever and you want to become a Jehovah's Witness, can you do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, Is there they, any retconning? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they probably just ask you to cover it up. When I was leaving, there was a guy coming to the meetings a lot and he had like a huge Misfits tattoo on his arm and he was always told to cover it up. That's hmm. a weird. Sh- I was like yeah, a it's weird that the they show. wouldn't like make you get it removed <laughs> or something. No, they wouldn't make you get it removed. Just keep it covered at all times. But why would they even interact with that person with the tattoo? Wouldn't he already be a straight up like heathen? And no, can't, because no, no, you're supposed to go out and p- preach to the word to God and gather as many people into the flock as you can right, from all backgrounds. They've, ar- they've already straight up failed. No, no. You can you can always learn. You can you can be forgiven, Fro. You can't you, you learn to not have a tattoo. Jesus said, um, <laughs> "Forget the you can, learn to not, you can learn to not get any more." Yeah, you can get no. You can like they even what this this drastically changed when I left. But for a little bit there, they were like, "Gay people can join the church; they just can't have gay sex." You know, okay. but actually, that's that's no different because aren't you? But that's well, the best part about being gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh wait, no, that doesn't make sense. So if 
Well, I mean, second it goes question. along no fortification, no fortification, no adultery. Right. Um, but is the only way to have sex in JWs if you're married? Yes. Can gay people be married as a JW? To an each other? opposite gender. So, all right. So there's no gay marriage. No gay marriage. And then okay. when I left, they went hard on like, they were always kind of like, ah, gay people are, they're whatever. We, we not allowed to join. You can join if you want. Just don't have gay sex. Then they went hard when I left of like, don't wear tight pants in public because gay people will look at your dick. Like oh my they, God. they went really hard like a year after I left. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty big assumption that everyone's hung like a horse. Yeah, exactly. I, could, I could wear like spandex and you'd barely know I had a dick at all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wear spandex or else gay people will look at your baby carrot. <laughs> Can I see you in spandex sometime? Because it seems very funny. Yeah. I mean, sure. The flat butt. In yeah. Flat ass, little dick. <laughs> it's like stick stickly. It's like a Lego. I have such like a, a, like a, a good... Like a good torso for like a guy, like I'm like real stocky and like I'm I'm pretty like muscular, from my waist down, I, it's just like too. It's just like nothing. It's I might as well be like a like a generic action figure. <laughs> I like I like what Logan said. Like I never thought of it. Like you're a Lego man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't hate because Lego men are very cute. Um. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Cool. So that was Logan's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, Tim. My number five was uh, one that I already touched on, just that there's like a diversity of belief within religions and like not everybody's going to be as insane about it. So I think that's all I really had to say on that point. All right. Cool. So uh, Kat, number four. My number four question is, is there another religion you wished that you were raised in or explored? Uh, let's go to let's go to Tim first. Um, <clears throat> not really. I mean, I think I would, if anything, I would have preferred to be raised with no religion. I don't see. I can't like imagine wishing I was raised in like a Buddhist family or like a Muslim family or a Hindu family. Like it, to a certain extent, like all the same like frustrations I have about Christianity would be present there. I don't, Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't like being raised with a worldview where like, um, it it was the, it's such a weird thing in religion where the contrast between something that is so unlikely and weird and specific being that belief system and then how certain people are about it. And I think that's something that's true to like almost every religion and why I probably couldn't ever feel excited about any religion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I mean, I, to what we were saying before, I think like a religion that is less rigidly dogmatic like that would be preferable to have been raised with versus christianity maybe but uh you know all right that makes sense uh logan same question uh so interesting enough when i first left i did try to learn a couple of different religions like i i went into paganism and i I worshipped thor for like six months because it was fun um (laughs) i 
I read the Book of Mormon. I there was this guy at Warp Tour handing out like weird his weird propaganda bullshit. I bought that and read that. So I, I had that thirst for like a year after I'd left of like, what else is out there? Because like Tim touched upon it, it's it's kind of weird how no matter where you're at in the world, you think that's the right religion and mm-hmm. you were just lucky enough to be born into it. And I'm like, well let's let's explore this. And now I'm just a full blown atheist. Um so you don't, I don't even th- believe in Thor. Not even Thor anymore, <laughs> wow. bro. Um I just yeah, I heard it's I, just Chris Hemsworth dressed up. um so yeah i don't think i i don't regret being raised really religious but i'm i if i had a choice to choose a different way i would choose to be non-religious growing up i think all right cool makes sense uh row moving right along number four um all right so my number four uh i guess similar to my number five what is the worst religion and this one could get dicey (laughs) Um, and this is for anybody. I think I might have a, an answer. I think most people would probably just agree with across the board. I, I don't think any religion's particularly worse than another. It's just any ex, any extremism in, in literally anything. But religion is, you know, for the example here, I think is in an extreme version of any religion. I think that is the worst religion. Hmm. So I don't know if anyone disagrees with that sentiment or has like a. a different answer but feel free to uh, explore that yeah i think all organized religion is pretty uh pretty booty <laughs> big booty <laughs> big booty yeah i just uh i feel like organized religion is messy and shouldn't exist like you should just be able to believe whatever you want so my question for you then cat would be <laughs> mm-hmm. do you do you see any benefits for anybody to be a part of an organized religion? Absolutely not. Wow. So then my next follow-up question is, for people that <laughs> lack the ability to find purpose on their own, in a, like finding purpose with, within a religion, do you think it's it might be dangerous for a lot? Like Think of all the people in religion, right? And all those people mm-hmm. obviously are looking for some sort of purpose. If they were to just be, if, if religion wasn't a thing and they were left to their own devices, do you think that would be a good or a bad thing? Um, well, they would just, they would fill that religious void with something else. Like the religion to them is just like knowing people who have had like addictions and then turned to religion or, um, have bounced from like one religion to another. And this is like really, really oversimplifying it, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like a fad diet almost. You're like, this one didn't work for me. Let's try this next one. I need some structure. Let's try this. And it's more about looking for an outside influence and not really doing the work on yourself. Um, and expecting that because now you believe in whatever you believe in that suddenly you're a good person without making amends for the things that you've done or like trying to generally lead a better life where you're like i can still be a shitty person but because i go to church like that's all washed away so i think that for a lot of people that might not have structure or whatever it's just it's a false support to um it, it, it just it provides a false sense of security and support and like if those people that were struggling in church like were really, really, truly struggling, I don't think they would be getting the same assistance that they needed with, I, outside of that church. I mean, I agree with 
a lot of that. I can't believe how militant you're coming across, Kat. Like, <laughs> I, I would feel like that would be me more than you. But I, I, I will say that, like, so I think my biggest problem with the religion I was raised with, and with a lot of religion, is the idea of sacred text. Like, the idea that you have some, like, holy book that should not be questioned. Like, that is the final authority on, like, right and wrong and everything about the universe. That always seemed just batshit insane to me. And, uh, um, and so, like, people who go to a church every, once a week and, like, get a nice heartwarming message from their Bible or whatever, like, that type of thing, I would agree with you, Kat. But for, like, something that is more philosophical in nature where it's just maybe offering people helpful ways to think about the world and how to interact with other people, like something like Buddhism, that type of thing. Like I'm not going to say there's no value to that for the people that, that seek it out. Um, so I think it depends on the type of religion, what the approach is. And then to Matt's point earlier, like how, how extreme, how fundamentalist is it? Um, how like intolerant and violent is that interpretation of that particular religion? I think all of that stuff matters more than, um, you know, all of that stuff determines how harmful or beneficial it is, depending on what the situation is. Good answers, everyone. I'm, I wonder I'm, how I'm really digging this conversation, guys. <laughs> I wonder how. Uh, how many other religions get extremists? Because obviously, I think the big ones that you hear would be uh, Islamic and or Christian. I feel like those are the two big ex- where people go extreme. Are there Every, extremists? Yeah. Look at Buddhism with the Vietnam War. There were monks lighting themselves on fire in protest. Right. Okay. Yeah, and you even know. something like Scientology, like that gets that, super extreme. It's basically yeah, Tom like Tom Cruise a cult. is one of the most extreme people on the <laughs> I planet. Lo- I love the idea of there being of like act believe it or not, there's actually extreme Scientology. <laughs> like, <laughs> extreme. Well, I'm just but curious, like, like has anybody no, yeah. murdered somebody in the name of Xenu? Has anybody murdered murdered well, I'm sure it has happened, but like obviously you don't hear these big cases like somebody th- goes right. into a goes into uh, a fucking thera- therapist uh uh, office and like Scientology doesn't believe in you know psychotherapy. Cool, you know Zenu's telling me that you should not be taking these you know these drugs and they're shooting up a a, a, a therapist office or I don't know a fucking Rastafarianism. Yeah, but, yeah I, feel like uh, it's I would all push back pretty heavily. Slope. I would push back pretty heavily against the idea that like there are things that are innate to specific religions that lead to violence. I think like the context that a religion was formed in matters a lot. And the fact that Scientology is a very, very recent modern religion that was kind of founded in the context of modern American society just means that it's not going to have the bloody the same type of bloody right, history right. that Christianity and Judaism and Islam all have, for example, because they were kind of born out of the the context of the world developing the way that it did in the time those religions were formed. Um, so, and, and I'm not saying you were necessarily saying that like some religions are just naturally more violent than others. I just wanted to say like the, the, the core like tenets of a religion are not the only reasons why people may or may not act out violently in association with that religion. Right. Yeah. Just I just know that there's that at least a Mount Rushmore of religions and, you know, you know, you got Judaism, uh, you know, Christianity, <laughs> also, Islam and 
presume no one has seen the wife of the head of Scientology for a long time. So yeah, somebody in that religion is killing people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Logan, uh, your answer to the question. Um, uh, what was the original question? Uh, which is the worst, 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 oh, worst religion. religion? You know, I think honestly, every religion has its place. I don't, I'm not an atheist that says fuck all religions, like destroy all the churches. No, I think some people honestly need religion just to fill that void, as Kat was saying. Um, like they just, they need something, they need feel, they need to feel like something bigger than them has their back. So that's why they may pray to whatever God they do. And I understand that it's a security blanket. Um, I think all religion has the extent to go extreme and have bad people in it. So I don't think there's any one bad one. I don't think there's any one good one. They all have right. the capability can, can to I, do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think that's a good point. Can I just make one last point on this? Sure. Um, I think we, I'm uh, Logan mentioned this earlier and I make fun of this a lot. I was saying to cat earlier, like there's 10,000 religions in the world. So if people are born into one and, they stay that religion their whole life and they're dead certain that's the right one. It's like, wow, congratulations on being born into the exact right one. And so it's easy to make fun of that. But at the same time, you also forget that like for so many people in the world, they, they all, they have like, life is hard and you are just like doing shitty manual labor for your entire life. And the thought of even like being able to step back and like think critically and intellectually and philosophically about world religions is like kind of a privilege that not everybody in the world has so if you're just like born into like a muslim society in saudi arabia and that's like all you're ever all you've ever known everybody is in that same culture like as much as it's easy to make fun of that like i'm not gonna begrudge anybody for clinging to the comfort of that or the community that that brings and all that type of stuff it's yeah, easy to do from like my position in like a secular country where we've got a diversity of of people but yeah that's true cuz for me i'm just like if you are super religious and just live in a in a zone where you don't question your religion at all that's just so philosophically and intellectually dangerous and I, that's why I'm like, organized religion is not the answer. <laughs> like, like Kim said, though, we're, yeah. we're, we're in this country, we're pretty lucky that yeah. there's so much diversity that we have the ability to kind of like, we have options. Yeah. Where, and like that, said, that's like, definitely an area where I have to check my privilege, but um, it's just. I'll never, I'll never understand what it's like to grow up in. Saudi Arabia, where that's all it is, and that's all right. anybody essentially knows. Uh, and it's also like dangerous to have those outside thoughts. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah. We are able to right now talk about all these different religions and be like, "I'm atheist." Fucking no way in hell could I ever really right. come out without it always having like a fucking target on my back, whether it's from an extremist or even like you're shunned. Like right. you're fucking done with this place. Like you got to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I think there are there can be some really like harmful things that cultures and religious cultures can produce and cultivate. So I'm not necessarily like absolving people of having like really hateful, intolerant or violent views just because of like the context they were raised in. But just the just the generic concept of does somebody believe in a organized religion because of their background or context? Like I, I, I'm not necessarily going to judge somebody for that um yeah cool actually this this discussion kind of 
honestly segues into my number four because uh, it, it is, you know, a little bit on the negative side. But I, I am curious. I just want to ask the, the question. So do either of you have any, like, personal anecdotes of knowing um, anybody who had a, like, a real negative fallout or downward spiral um, from the, the religious community? Like, a, uh, like, maybe they defected and just went, like, nuts or maybe they... To this conversation, maybe they did become a little like, you know, uh, radicalized to a degree or anything like that. I I have two close friends that they they left um, one on their own accord. The other one was kicked out um, and both went pretty bad south. Um, The one friend we were pretty close. She moved out to Reno, Nevada after she had left and, and like, you know, left the church. Um, and then she recently died of a overdose. So just got really, really hard into drugs. Um, and then my other friend got kicked out and he was, unfortunately he found out he was schizophrenic while he was still in the church. And then the church just kind of didn't want to deal with him anymore because he would kind of just, when he not take his meds would just kind of do some really weird, crazy stuff in the church. So Mm -hmm. they kind of kicked him out and, Unfortunately, that was like his only support support system for a while. Um, he's making a recovery now, which is good to see. He's found meds that work for him, but yeah, that was that was a pretty rough couple of years for him when he left too. Uh, question about your uh, the first person you referenced. Do you, was was her? So she left the church. Do you think that um, do you think that the religion was was what was kind of keeping her on like a more positive path, or do you think, or was it like a when she left, there was an, a complete overabundance to uh, like stimulation that she yeah. wasn't privy to that she just couldn't handle. I, I think it was that just I want to try everything right now and do it to the most I can. Right. It's kind of like not to like oversimplify it, but I, I, if, if I'm remembering correctly, I, th- I think like Europe has like a much lower like alcoholism and like drunk driving issue because they're. They they all kind of grow up like their drinking age is so much so much uh, lower, mm-hmm. and it's not something to just go to binge on once you hit of a certain age and things like that. Um, so I don't know if that was like a similar thing because I, I yeah I know people because me and Fro are you know uh, we're we're edge dude straight edge, <laughs> uh, and we know people that broke edge and went fucking insane. Yikes! Yeah, and it's just like. My whole band, I was in a straight edge band and everybody broke edge except for me and half of them became cokeheads. Yeah. Jesus. Like, like it's it's unreal how they like they didn't have it and then they went straight to excess of it. Yeah. It's a it's definitely a, a uh an observation and I guess a criticism of of human nature and the ability to of, of self-control where if you're not I don't know. It's just, it's, it seems so, so wild to me. I, I, I know, right? So I, I recognize in myself that I have a, an addictive personality. Obviously, like when I do something right, I always fucking go nuts about it. So I think the, the best thing that I, I one of the best things that's ever happened to me is being straight edge and finding that before I, you know, went the route of like, uh, high school parties and alcoholism or, or whatever. Actually, I like to think that if I did drink at this point, I would just be one of those people that makes beer in my basement. And like, <laughs> Probably. Really like, yeah, I'm like, oh, like a real fucking snarky asshole you, about it. You already <laughs> look the part. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm glad I can I can infiltrate those circles if I need be. Um, actually, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll start trying to make beer and never trying it and have other people try. <laughs> well, you and a, you and a res are very similar looking, so that's true. Yeah, me and a res cut out. The two people look like the same, but uh, that's wild. I'm sorry to hear about your friend. That's 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 too yeah. bad. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll go to uh, Tim. So, do you have anything on your number four uh, list? Yeah. Um. I would say, um, I, th- I don't necessarily, I think especially for somebody like Kat, where like you were raised with religion, like kind of tangential to your life. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily obvious to someone like you how much religion is a part of somebody's whole identity when they're raised with it the way that I was. Mm-hmm. Like my whole life was was going to church, going to Christian school, um, like saying grace before dinner with my family. Um, all my friends were Christian. I ended up going to a Christian college. Like, th- it's just like all consuming in a way that like you wouldn't necessarily know from the outside looking in. Um, and I, yeah. So I think, and I think that's different than somebody like you who I would describe as being like culturally Catholic as opposed yeah. to like this is a religion that your family really believes in and cares about. Yeah. I, th- I would think that's, I would say that's true. And I, and it, even after I walked away, it was hard to separate my identity from the fact that I had been this Christian person for as long as I, I was. Um, if yeah. your list doesn't go into it, Tim, uh, can I ask what was the factor to make you walk away? Yeah. Um, I, my degree in college is in biblical studies. So learning basically all about the history of the Bible and how it was um, compiled and how it was written. And and I don't think people know this at all. It's so nebulous and unknown. Like we don't know who wrote like almost any of the books of the Bible. Um, So many of them were compiled like through oral tradition over centuries and then eventually written down. We don't have the original copies of any of the books of the Bible. The books that were eventually considered to make up the Bible was just kind of like decided on by various councils throughout history. And they kind of were just like, oh, we like these books. We think these ones represent the religion well. And so it just, it's very, it felt very ad hoc and, and weird to me to say like this, this book that we know so, so little about defines our entire religion. Like that was the moment that it started to feel like a really shaky foundation to me. Um, and then, uh, just the way that a lot of people, especially because of the, problems I had with the Bible itself, because there are parts in there where it would be like, and then God told us to murder every man, woman, and child in the village, so we did it. And and Christians are just like, well, it says that in the Bible, so God must have actually told them to do that. And it's like, the, the, the fact that no one was willing to apply critical thinking and like say, well, why can't, why can't we challenge parts of the Bible that seem insane, especially given how like hacked together the whole thing feels if that makes sense right especially like uh stick to your point of what you're saying is like if all these things were decided upon when so much was unknown right like uh different factors that were later discovered through science or anything like that like 
like, yeah, why can't you, I mean, this is such like a cliche thing to say, but like, why can't you update the text, right? To, to more, better reflect, you know, factual things that still, but still holding true to like the, the, the philosophical lessons or, or things like that. Or, yeah. And I mean, like, so I'll give my dad credit for, um, for this. Like he's, he's a pretty progressive, like forward thinking guy. And he spent like a lot of his years as a Bible scholar being like, well, when the Bible says you can't be gay, what it's actually talking about there is pedophilia. Cause that was like the primary, like homo homosexual relationship that would have existed back in ancient right. Rome. Yeah. Uh, or like when they say women can't be pastors or whatever, what it actually meant in the historical context was X, Y, Z to me. I'm just like, who fucking cares? Like who fucking cares what a guy 2000 years ago right. thought about modern gay relationships or like, I just don't even understand the instinct to like need to need to find a way to justify how those writings can still be authoritative, despite the fact that they don't make sense in a modern context. Like who cares? Why is everybody so desperate to cling to these texts? And I think it gets back to what Kat was saying, where it's like they need something that gives them a sense of purpose and that answers all their questions because they're not comfortable just like stewing in existential angst. Um, also, also, I think it like uh, I think just to, to Kat's point again, like uh, I, I say this all the time: there are sh shitty people exist in every corner of everything. And I think some people just use uh, use religion or the Bible to justify their own mm -hmm. bigotry and racism that they just mm -hmm. they they feel internally because maybe that's the way they grew up. But um, it's just I don't know. I, I, it's just so like you're saying, Tim. It's like I, I don't know how how anyone with a any real pro, like uh, critical thinking skills can look at that and be like. Um, this seems weird now. Yeah, it's like, the last okay, thing I want to say about it is that like I, what really frustrated me is that people said the Bible was authoritative because of what it was. Like there we we they were like we say this is a holy book therefore it has authority. And for me in every other situation in life if I think of somebody as like authoritative or like a wise person in my life it's because of what they said. Like I judge for myself based on the content of what they're saying, how wise and authoritative it is versus somebody just being like, oh, this person's wise and authoritative. So you have to listen to what they say. And I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just felt like putting the cart before the horse where it's like the Bible is true and authoritative because we said it is and not because it says anything particularly um, wise or insightful. And I, and I, and I'm, my point is that I actually do think there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that is wise and insightful and that people can take from and like improve their lives or whatever. But it, they're deterred from doing that by the fact that there's so much wild, crazy shit in the Bible mm. that the church is insisting on everybody believing also be authoritative and unchallengeable. Right. Kat, you were going to say something? Um, just to go back to what you said, Matt, about like people picking like people picking things from the Bible to like back up their poor behavior. But like, if you, you can't pick and choose what you want from the Bible to justify specific things, if you're not going to follow everything from the Bible. Right. So you're saying like, you can't be homophobic, but are you going to, you can't be gay, but are you going to kick your wife out of the house and make her sleep in a tent because she has her period? No. So like, well, you I can't, mean, 
<laughs> if it's a real bad one. She's in a bad mood that day, maybe. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's insane to me that people just get to pick and choose different things and not abide by the whole book if they're going to use the book yeah. as their source of truth. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good way to put it because I think, like, for me, I want people to be able to pick and choose. I think that's fine to just, like, use your judgment and find what's helpful to you out of the Bible. But the problem is when somebody says, like, you have to do this because the Bible says. And I remember my right. friend saying that once, like, oh, you shouldn't get drunk because the Bible says you shouldn't. I'm like, you should have a better reason for that. Like, you, right. your your reason for something <laughs> should never be because the Bible says. Um, and the and the fact that people want to use it that way shows you how much of a problem it is that people just they want to have a shortcut to authority yes. without having to earn it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like if you want to take a parable or a passage or whatever and like have that mean something to you and you're like the way that you view the world, that's totally different to me than being like, you can't do this because the Bible says so, but only picking certain rules from the Bible to say because the Bible says so. Well, isn't there a specific thing with the Bible is that like certain things are like, now I don't know the terminology, but like there's certain things in there. I think that specifically the 10 commandments are like, these are the holy rules or the holy laws. And then the other stuff is kind of like, this isn't what really is judging you, but this is more the philosophical kind of way is like, this is what you should kind of think is like, you know, don't wear blended fabrics, you know. Everybody right now is currently <laughs> yeah. wearing a blended fabric. That's not what's going to stop you from getting to heaven. Uh, right. But it is definitely like, maybe you should do that. Like, it's it's a knock against you. Uh, but if you kill your neighbor, that's like, yeah, yeah that's you're kind of done for. Uh, I think that's kind of why the whole picking and choosing thing, I think, is like obviously an issue. But... People like follow, yeah, the Ten Commandments. That is the, that is it. <laughs> that is kind of like the end all, be all, maybe to some people. The book should uh, be one page long with just the commandments. <laughs> <laughs> just a poster. Yeah, yeah, it should be a poster that gets handed <laughs> a out. Pamphlet. <laughs> right next to the hang in there uh, with a cat. I mean, <laughs> at, at this point, it should just be a meme and just a circulated meme. Yeah. Uh, I, one like, like equals what, one amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do like there, uh, I, w- I wish more people uh, really modernized it and like like kind of bring it up to speed because it is yeah. it is ant- antiquated because there is a lot of stuff in there that anybody is like yeah the Bible and it's like yeah but you do not follow probably a good ninety percent of what says what's said in the Bible right. you don't believe what's ninety percent of it because like, you're wearing fu- you're eating shrimp right now there's a fucking I thought know, it was cinnamon toast I, crunch. <laughs> right. I, I know what Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't know about other Christian religions, but they said so the Bible is separated into Hebrew scriptures and Greek Greek scriptures or Old Testament, New Testament. Um Jehovah's Witnesses take it as, yeah, the Ten Commandments are great, but when Jesus came and gave a sacrifice, he gave two new rules that kind of replaced the Ten Commandments. It's uh love thy neighbor as thyself and honor God at all times. So they took it as those two new commandments, get rid of the Ten Commandments because they're covered by the two new ones. So huh. then yeah, the obvious question is is like if it's if one of the only two rules is to love thy neighbor as you love thyself, why do they have so many uh like superficial restrictions on like rules? Exactly. Well, I think the way that it was presented in my religion was um, it's not that it overrules all those other rules. It's that 
those two things, love your neighbor as yourself and love God, are a summary of those other things. And though you do those other things to honor God. So, so like you obey the food rules or whatever to honor God, or you, um, you don't kill your neighbor because you love your neighbor. You know what I mean? So like Jesus was trying to say, trying to simplify the like extremely complex code of laws that. The, All right, everyone. Listen, I know 10 was a lot. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to make it easy. I'm going to give you two, just two. It's like the history, the history of the world, part one thing. The these are God's fifteen, uh, ten Whoops. commandments. <laughs> I mean, George Carlin fucking breaks it down too, and he fucking like, nope, we got to drop it down to one. And I, I forget the full bit, obviously, but he like, he kind of like knocks him down. He's like, these two are pretty similar, like the commit adultery and uh, <laughs> punch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he punches <laughs> it up, and it's it's a fucking great bit. Um, but he like pretty much like here's how you can get the Ten Commandments. You can bring it down to just one, uh, and he he does a fucking great job. And he's like, yeah, and most of these are obvious fucking things too. It's basically, don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but that's like so. That's kind of another thing is like if people if they've already kind of made amendments to the Ten Commandments, why can't they continue to do that in 2021? Where it's right. like, well, yeah, like, think about that's it. That's something that is really interesting about Jehovah's Witnesses, I think. Logan, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that you got you guys had, like, a much more... You were much more comfortable with that type of thing, that, like, God could reveal his new things oh, about God. his will over time, and that's not something that we had in my religion. Yeah, so that was part of the reason why I left, actually. They always say that God lets the light... The light's always getting brighter. So if we misunderstood one text in 1914... We, it, 100 years later, we can look at it and say, oh, wait, God showed me how, what it really means. And he might change it again later. Um, like, one of the reasons I left, um, they changed their big prophecy of when the end of the world is coming. Because they believe <laughs> the end of the world is coming, like, tomorrow. Um, they say the original uh, thing was when Jesus said, uh, no generation will pass before they see the end. So, basically, when Satan is, like, ready to start shit no generation will see that that generation will end before the end comes. And they believe that Satan came down in 1914 to fuck shit up. So if you take the generation, well, that's over a hundred years now, they changed the definition of generation. Like, oh, it doesn't mean that that generation who knew 1914 would die. We're, we're going to change the definition of generation to mean anyone who knew that generation wouldn't die. <laughs> so yeah. they bought themselves like another 70 years, you know? Wow. And I was like, how do you change, like, this huge main prophecy that we've been taught for the hundred years of Jehovah's Witness? I was like, this is fucking weird. I I don't know. And that's when I started to kind of, like, think critically more and and left. Cool. Uh, I honestly, where where are we? Who who was that? I I think we're on Logan's number four. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. I'm going to give you guys the cheat code. Anyone listening, here's the cheat code. If you don't want Jehovah's Witnesses to come to your door anymore. All right. Hell, oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> this is this is top stuff. Cheat code. <laughs> if they offer you a magazine or a book, don't take it. I know the polite thing might be to say, "Oh, thank you. You take it. Throw it away right away. Never think of it again." If you take it, they're going to come back and talk to you about what they left with you. So if you don't ever want them to bother you again, you say, "No, thank you. I would like to be on your no call list." They have to put <laughs> you on a list to not call on you anymore, at least for like five years. Wow. You're welcome. Well, do I? What if Hell they're knocking yeah. at my door? Do I say, "Put me on your no knock list"? Well, th- that, that's the same thing. It's like the no, the no call list, no knock list, same thing. 
You know what sucks is like I'm a sucker for anybody that knocks on my door and wants to talk about something because I'll sit there and listen to them. I'm, I mean, I'm not really listening to them, but I'll, I'll fucking entertain them for as long as possible. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be mean to them. I'll just let them do their thing. Well, don't be mean. <laughs> just say, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Well, no. Please don't like, come back. Ev- even just being like, I'm all set. That's too mean to some of these people uh, for me. Like, I'll talk to any fucking sale, uh, cell phone salesman. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm good. Like, I don't need it. And they'll let fucking, I'll let them rattle their speech and waste their time. Uh, <laughs> but I feel bad. But I let, like, I know it's their job. It's just what they're trying to do. Uh, like, my wife, <clears throat> sorry, my wife fucking hates when I do it. She's bullshit any single time I entertain these people. How do I get them to not knock? Like you Matt could kinda... probably call the local congregation and say, hey, my name is Froseph Danahue. I live at 123 Froseph Street. I don't want anyone to come knock on my door anymore. Huh. That proactive, huh? You could probably do that, yeah. Hmm. All righty. That's a good what tip. About, what about a, just a sign that says no, uh, no solicitation? No, no solicitation uh, they and... take it as they're not selling anything, so they'll still knock on your door. But if it's if you also say with- if you say no Jehovah's Witness or no religious affiliates knocking on the door, then they'll just turn right around and leave. I feel like door to door salesmen would be a really convenient job for a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, while I'm here, uh, you need your rug cleaned. Have you heard of Cutco? <laughs> yeah, I interviewed for Cutco. I did you Cutco for like four months. <laughs> I also crazy. did Cutco. I had a friend that did Cutco. It's an easy. It's an easy scam. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Uh, Cat, number three. So my number three is, was there anything that um, I mainstream kids or like non whatever your religious affiliation were children were doing? Worldly kids. Yeah. That you wish that you could participate in growing up. Uh, Probably finger blasting. (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny the truth comes out that looks fun i one of my uh, we'll get to the sex stuff later i'm sure (laughs) okay but that's like the main thing for me it sounds like it was a little bit different for logan but like i play i was allowed to play like any type of video game like I couldn't watch R-rated movies until like maybe an embarrassingly old age, but that was more my parents than it was like my religious community. Cause like all my friends who, like I said, were through church could all watch the same movies and all the same type of media as any like secular kids I knew. So I never felt like that, um, uh, restricted from everyday kid stuff. Um, as maybe some other religions do. Tim, did your parents find R-rated movies to be, you know, slight against the church, or is it just like, ah, that's just not proper for a kid? Yeah, it was. That, it was more that it was like we don't think you're old enough to see something that violent or that has right. sex in it, like that type of stuff. Like, would your dad watch? I don't know, fucking Total Recall for sure. Yeah, like my okay. my parents were are, were like very permissive in terms of the movies that they themselves would watch. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Logan? Um, for me, uh, besides, you know, the sex stuff, um, I or playing organized sports, uh, that always seemed like a fun thing to do. Or That doing, was uh, frowned upon? You couldn't play sports? No. Um, you know, you're not supposed to hang out with non-witnesses outside of wow. what's necessary. Um, also what about a witness plays. protection sport? No. 
<laughs> witness yeah. protection. Jehovah's Witness protection is such a funny concept. <laughs> Uh, they would always do stuff in the summer, like, oh, the kids feel left out. So, like, hey, this Saturday we're going to play a softball game or whatever. You know, it was like, oh, all right, one so Saturday. So you guys could do that. Yeah, like, we as a group could play, but, like, we couldn't play for the school or anything like that. I always wanted to go out for I, – I had that that want to do acting as a kid. I wanted to be in the school plays and shit. Uh, never got to be. Did you go to a different school than that? Uh, than, yeah. like, with public schools? Or were you, like, a specifically a Jehovah's Witness school? There is no Jehovah's Witness school. A lot of them are homeschooled, and those are the really awkward ones that have like no social skills. Yeah, they are homeschooled. Um, a lot of it's about fifty-fifty in this area where I grew up. So, some went to public school, some were homeschooled. Um, if you went to public school, you weren't allowed to do those things. Oh, is Iowa? Does Iowa have like a large Jehovah's Witness population? Like, I don't relative think any- to the rest of the country. I don't think any more than other. I don't know the the stats, but I know like the headquarters is in New York. Um, gotcha. Like that's that's like the big local area or big area, but yeah, countrywide, worldwide. Mister Worldwide over here. <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> uh, cool, Fro. What's up, dude? Number three. My number three. Let's see. Well, Tim kind of actually touched upon it a tiny bit, um, <clears throat> and it was. What triggered you to leave? Um, Tim talked about it a tiny bit. Logan, what exactly was it for you again? It, it was a couple of different... The last straw was the, the prophecy change, but then before okay. that, I had my, my quote-unquote privileges taken away from me because mm-hmm. I got I got caught playing violent video games. I got caught playing Halo. Um, and then they, they took away my, my pioneer and my ministerial servant uh, stature. When you got caught playing Halo, walk us through that ex- like exact moment. Like, what happened? Does someone walk in and they're like, oh, "Logan"? <laughs> no, it was it was a, a tale of betrayal and lies. Oh, someone ratted you out. <laughs> yeah, um, and they went into Jehovah's Witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> so it was my buddy's graduation party, and his parents rented him the the honeymoon suite of a hotel here in town kind of a you know three-star nicer hotel for this area at least and like all right you're gonna bro out and you're just gonna drink drink junk drink and junk food whatever just play video games have fun i don't know (laughs) like drinking Uh, a a cup full of bolts (laughs) yes (laughs) here's some here's some loose batteries (laughs) um and there was like five six of us all we were just playing halo and modern warfare we linked up two xboxes Quick question. Cool. How are you already doing this if you weren't allowed to have friends? These are other Joe's witnesses. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, these Whoa. are other witness friends. Second it's question. a rebel weekend. Yeah. Could All right, so mid-question here. Can you play any video games or just not violent ones? Because my if question it, is... If rated M, can't play. Okay, so that's why you have Xboxes. Okay. Yeah. Um, It, it was 2009 or so, 2008. 2010, somewhere there. So you know, Halo 3 is big, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, Xbox 360. And five or six of us linked up, played Halo all night. Hell yeah. And then one of the guys felt guilty and went to the elders. So each of us had to talk to the elders. And when you get in trouble, you got to like confess your sins to two elders and say all that, the bad stuff you did. And they can, cons- they like guilt trip you and shit. And because I was the only one with quote unquote, like privileges or, you know, th- those extra titles, I had those removed away from me and I couldn't do my main goal, which was to go to uh, missionary school w- w- within the next year or two. 
Um, so like that postponed my goals by like three or four years. So I got kind of mad at that. And then they changed the prophecy like a month later. And I was like, well, fuck this, man. This is kind of dumb. <laughs> fuck this. I want to play Halo. Yeah, exactly. It's a good reason. Interesting. Um, what about Matt and Cat? What made you kind of go, mm, maybe not so much? I've oh, some fucking glass break. Those I've never. Uh, I've, I don't know. I've never been a part of it. I've never. Uh, Where? I, what are you currently? You're more agnostic or atheist? Me? Uh, I, I think you're too pragmatic to be agnostic. Yeah, I might be. I, I'm like a. I guess I'm like a unwilling atheist. I, I don't. I, I'm not like a big atheist. I'm not like anti-religion, right? I'm not anti-anything. Like I don't. We don't want to. Uh, people believe whatever you want, um, but yeah, I think for me personally, I like it's hard for me to kind of pragmatically rationalize things like that. I I like the idea of uh, like a philosophical teaching or like a, a way to like uh, guide life, right? Because that's like any any self help book or anybody's thoughts could be viewed as religious texts in right. if they were written at the right time in history. Um, and I like those a lot. Like, there's a lot of people that I I. I listen to in, in podcasts and things like that. So I get the idea of listening to somebody's words and using them to kind of base, you know, way of, you know, lifestyles around, but all the other stuff of like a higher being, it's a, uh, that's, it's hard for me to swallow. But was there, I, was there ever a specific moment that was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't, I don't, I don't think I believe. Uh, this. Not that I didn't believe it. Uh, I don't think I've ever believed it. I don't yeah, think I've okay. ever believed it at all. But when I got turned off of religion, where I was like, I'm never going to like join this was I went to like a Christmas mass with some friends that were re- religious and I was very, I was very pissed off at the mass because the guy <laughs> preaching was complaining that they, that they couldn't put a manger scene in a public park. And in my head being my pragmatic, you know, political self, I was like, yeah, because it's a fucking public park. You can't like you're complaining about the literal separation of church and state, and everyone was like, "Yeah, you should be able to do that." I was like, "No, this isn't uh, <laughs> this isn't for me." Yeah, what were you gonna say, Tim? Um, just the like the the distinction between agnostic and atheist. I heard someone like explain this well one time, and it was basically like we don't have a word for people who don't believe in the Loch Ness monster or um idiots uh, that's what we call them. or or, <laughs> or or horoscopes right like even though you can't like f- disprove those things like I don't go about like I go about my life making the assumption that those things don't exist and the same thing is true with God just because I would call myself an atheist but it doesn't mean I'm not open to the possibility of a God if evidence presented itself yes but but I've never seen any so I will continue to move forward with the assumption that he doesn't exist as an atheist um, until something else is is uh, he knows where to find me uh, <laughs> if he wants to change my mind so um, yeah, I, I think that that distinction is like a little bit of a a red herring because like you're agnostic about a lot of things that you don't really call yourself agnostic about. Do you know what I mean? Right, that's true. And you need like real proof, not like the bullshit ones where like, well, look at the sunset. Isn't that beautiful? That proves there's God. No, like open up no. the heavens and like 
have God say, what up, yo? Like, that's the proof I need. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I mean, again, the Loch Ness Monster thing is like, if you're, if, if I ask you, like, do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? And you're like, yes. No. And I'd be like, are you saying you know for an absolute fact that there's no Loch Ness Monster? It's like, fucking chill out. No. I just, I just don't, you know. Ask Fro if there's aliens. There's not. Do you know for an um, absolute fact? An, an alien would say there wasn't. That's right. That's true. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. That was the that was the bit. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm atheist, but uh, I'm an atheist, but uh, aliens. Uh, but an alienist. alienist. No, that wouldn't make sense. I'd be probably pro alien. No. <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, no. What about you, Cat? Uh, what did you realize? Uh, you kind of talked about it a bit. Yeah, I, I think, specific, right? yeah. In high school, I like the specific turning moment for me. We were like t- the biggest thing my religion teachers in high school like harped on was that like God has a plan for everybody. Like just follow Jesus's teachings, and your your path will be shown to you. So I remember asking once in class, I was like, "So if God has a plan for everybody, and everybody's like life path is already decided for them, so then that means that like." God decided that some people would be like murderers or like criminals. Um, And I was like, why would he like actively decide to make bad people? And my religion teacher wouldn't answer it, couldn't answer it, gave me detention. And I had to go to (laughs) religious counseling for a month at school. And I was like, if I'm not allowed to even ask these questions and think about how like unjust the world is in the context of my religion. I don't want to be forced to believe in something that I don't agree with. You know, what's really wild about that story cat is I'm sure it happens all the time. Right. But what's really crazy to think about is put yourself in the mind of that teacher where they must know that it's bullshit. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they can't answer the question and they're so willingly just like going along with it, even though that, to be presented with such an obvious logical question and not have an answer, it does not trigger anything in their head where they're like, you know what, maybe this is weird. Or they do nothing to change it. Or they it's just that's that's bizarre behavior to me mm-hmm. from like a an adult. Yeah, like, so that just kind of took my blinders off for me fully because I was, like, slowly getting there throughout high school and I didn't even want to be confirmed, but my dad was my confirmation teacher, so I kind of had to. Um, Your dad gave you detention? (laughs) No, my dad didn't give me detention. He (laughs) didn't work at my high school. Um, But, yeah, so, like, that was the moment where I was like, all right, like, I'm I'm done with this. Thank you very much. Wild stuff. Good and question. Me, was, I, I, uh, no one asked like, you, Fro. I'm just going to move on. Oh, no, you're right. I am, I am you're right. curious Nobody. about Fro. <laughs> uh, mine was like, I just kind of watched my entire like family fall apart, and I was just like, why Why is this happening to me? Like, If, if everything is kind of supposed to be good, you know, I, we've done everything by the book. Everything's been fine. Uh, and like, you know, my family was like abuse and uh, divorce and, you know, watching my dad get arrested i got arrested and i was like there's like this is not the fucking path i've been a good person uh and i wasn't necessarily like a full-on you know believer like oh god you know praying every day but it was just like there's nobody fucking listening there's like why not me and you know around that time obviously i i started lashing out and everything and i started looking at other you know aspects in life like you know i got into heavier music or whatever and looking at alternative like viewpoints on things and 
George Carlin literally kind of shaped who I am uh, now. Like I'm like he, hearing him talk, I was just like, oh yeah, because he kind of fucking like eloquently talked about how some of this is bullshit and how kind of his way of thinking. I was like, eh, it's kind of right, and he, he you know. He, there's the sun. I can believe in the sun. I see that. And that's kind of my way of thinking kind of with aliens as well. Uh, is that like, I need to see it. I need to see 100% factual proof of it. Like, like Logan said, open up the sky and say, Hey, it's me. God, I'm here. Like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I can believe in that. Uh, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci's there. Uh, <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> worship Joe Pesci. Uh, but George Carlin, like he, he kind of, shaped who I was and kind of made me like, okay, yeah, there's, I don't think there's a God. George Carlin on stage said, God, if you do exist, strike me down right now. My balls hurt, but I think I'm okay. And I was like, that's funny, <laughs> but it's kind of like true. Like, why, why why can't he say anything he wants about God? And it's like, there's nothing, no action against him, uh, which kind of shaped me. And that's where I was like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I'm good. I don't, I don't believe in it. And I don't need to, I'm going to just believe myself and I'll go through life my way. That's me. I like that. Cool beans, fro. Uh, all right, moving right along. Uh, my question, right? My number three. My number three question is: uh, Do either of you uh, do you hold any lessons or practices today, uh, Tim? Is there anything you still kind of like words you you still live by, or lessons that you that you know you took with you, or are there is there any like practice that you still do? Yeah, I think like some of the. Um, the words from the Bible, even the prayers we used to say, like, um, I can do all things with Christ. Uh, but now we mainly do butt stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, not, not really. I, I was saying before, I think there's some stuff in the Bible that's, that is almost like, uh, wisdom that is counterintuitive that you wouldn't think of on your own, like love your neighbor as yourself is something that maybe doesn't come natural to people, but you can see the value of it, you know? Um, and it's generally how I try to live my life. Even yeah, that, though like I'm not doing it cause it says it in the book. You know? Yeah. That's a good practice. Something that I'm, um, I'm a big fan. I know I'm probably going to get shit for this, but uh, whatever. I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Jordan Peterson. And one thing that he says that's like a reverse to that, which I think is like a good lesson to is like love thy neighbor like you'd love yourself, is um, if you reverse that, he, he kind of treats it as like uh, take care of yourself as you would want someone else to take care of themselves. Because like if you think about like, like a family member and like they're sick, they're like you need to go to the doctor, right? And they're like, ah, I don't like think about every time that you're sick and you put off or like there's something that you should do for yourself that you put off just because it's you. But if it was somebody else, you would be like, you would insist that they do that. So it was just mm-hmm. like a like a like an interesting reversal way of of that that message. Um, I know it's come up a few times that every time I, I always think about that because I never thought about that before. So sometimes, like when I'm sick or if there's something that I need to do that would be better for myself health wise, I tr- I try to like think of like oh if this was my mother, you know would I insist that they do this thing? And usually that will will help me along to actually make the fucking mm-hmm. appointment <laughs> or like whatever. So it's one to share that there the other thing i i think about is like there are parts of christianity that are really compelling to me like the idea that like the world is fucked up which you were just kind of talking about fro and like people that's like pretty obvious to most people that there's like 
fucked up stuff that it, the world is maybe more fucked up stuff than not. And Christianity's like answer to that is that like God actually wants to redeem the world and make it a better place. And the way that he wants to do that is through people who are acting like Jesus by loving their neighbor as their themselves. And if you like extrapolate that out, you're like, yeah, if everyone was doing that, the world would be a better place. But like, obviously the more like supernatural elements of it are somewhat less compelling. And, uh, and you know, all the judgmental components and all that type of stuff kind of water down the baby in the bathwater. Cool. Logan. Um, for me, I think, so it, it's, you're, you're, you're brought up very like straight edge, kind of like you guys know, if you drink, you don't drink to excess. Um, so you guys don't drink, but like, you know, you don't get drunk. Um, you, you don't do drugs. You don't, you know, you just don't do, you don't smoke all that shit. I still don't really do those things. I get, I can count how many times I got drunk on my hand on one hand, probably this guy's got a hundred fingers on a hand, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't smoke. I don't. So I guess that stuff. Um, also like my step family growing up was, they weren't Joe's witnesses and they, they're pretty racist. My, my half brother is basically a white supremacist. So if I didn't have that religion growing up, I maybe went down that road. I like to think I wouldn't have, but especially being half Asian, but it's a weird uh, concept. Yeah. yeah. Some Clayton Bigsby type of shit. I hate him. <laughs> uh, <Stank>. Cool. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. So that's my number three. So, uh, Logan. Matt, what was you... your question again, real quick? It was the, uh, what kind of like teachings are they still? Yeah. Is there any like follow? lesson that they like, they, they still, they took with them after leaving their, you know, their respective religions and, uh, what uh if there's any other like practices that they do God. like uh i still always tap the doorknob three times before i open it <laughs> you know Just every like saturday i actually do. still go out and knock on strangers doors to talk about the lord it's really weird <laughs> <laughs> uh cool uh let's go to logan what's your number three, three. all right uh i figured i should get into the explaining as to why they don't do holidays or birthdays <laughs> yeah i'm sure people yes. would like to know yeah i was I'm curious about that, about that. So birthday one, I actually forgot the reason for the birthday one. I had to look this up because it's kind of a dumb reason. Um, it, it has pagan ties, but like I was never taught that. They were never mentioned about the pagan shit. So, but on their official website, they say, "Oh, because it's pagan origins." Uh, the main reasons I was told as a kid is because there's two birthdays mentioned in the Bible, and people died on those days. So they're like, "It's probably be- probably best not to do those because you know they have native connotations in the Bible." Oh, just because it has bad juju behind it? Yeah, pretty much. You're like, well, the Christians weren't celebrating. It was it was the heretics. It was, you know, King Herod and shit. You know, he killed someone. Um, and then for Christmas... That's, that's so silly. Yeah, it's it's pretty dumb. That's like uh, saying... That's like telling people you shouldn't dream because the one of the big guys that dreamed got shot. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, dude, you no, know. for real. They, they had a... Like, it wasn't a rule, but it's like, you know, if you have a dream with... With, you know, basically they're hinting at if you have a wet dream, um, you know, you, you might be uh, consuming bad entertainment. You might want to readjust. So, like, they would thought Felice you. <laughs> wow. That's creepy. Um, so, with, you know, most other holidays are pretty obvious. Like, you know, St. Patrick's Day, all those things are other religious. And they like to separate themselves from other Christian religions. Um, Halloween is bad because it's, you know, 
hang out with Satan Day. Christmas, because ha- that does have like straight up pagan origins, so they just don't do Christmas at all. So a lot That's, of pagan. It is cool to see a, a Christian sect acknowledge that, like yeah. how pagan Christmas is. Yeah, and they even like they're one of the few religions that say that I know of a Christianity that's like Jesus wasn't even burned born in December. Like it was probably October because you know the the yeah. sh- the sheep were still out with the shepherd and shit. They wouldn't do that in December. Idiots. Mm. Are there any rel- are there any holidays that are celebrated? There's one, and it was actually yesterday because I got an invite to it. Um, it it's called the Memorial of Jesus's death. So Jesus. Jesus Jesus said, Hey, celebrate my death because it's like the the sin paid thing. It's like the debt paid for sins. So like they get together and they just it's a talk. And they're like, Hey, Jesus is cool. And then that's it. And that's like the only holiday they celebrate. There's no gifts or anything. So what's the celebration? They they get together, they pass the the wine and the bread around. You're not supposed to eat of it unless you're anointed. And then they say, Thank you for coming, that's it. <laughs> You go out to village in afterwards. What a what a ripper! Yeah, <laughs> people uh, hanging from rafters. It's wild. All right, awesome. Uh, Tim, number three. My number three is that my parents were surprisingly cool and open minded, and I touched on this a little bit already around um, like media and stuff. But I also talked about how my dad is just like uh, more like. He's a more intellectual guy. So like the craziest aspects of Christianity and like fundamentalist Christianity, he was always very skeptical of and like sharing that with me. But like even beyond that, what I really appreciated about the way that they raised me within a religion is that unlike Kat's experience, they were like so open to me asking questions about it and like even like very piercing questions about things that don't make sense. And they were always just like, yeah, I mean like if your faith can't stand up to questioning, then like, it's obviously not valuable. Like what's the value of having a religious belief that you can't answer the deepest questions about existence about. And uh, so even when I kind of walked away from it, like I could tell that they were disappointed, but they never, and we never had like a big fight about it or anything like that. And I, at the end of the day, even though they were disappointed, I think they were like, we don't want you to like pretend to be in this if you don't believe it. So like, we want you to do what, what's right for you. And I think, um, I share, I think that's very like personal to my experience. Um, and, and I, cause I think the general impression would be that if you were raised really religious and you walked away from it, and I'm curious to see, to hear Logan's experience with this, that it would like really ruin your family relationships and it would be, um, like super, super painful socially and all that type of stuff. And for me, it really wasn't. And I give my parents a lot of credit for that, for being as like devoted to their religion as they are, but being so open-minded and like, um, just thoughtful in the way that they raised me, even within the context of that. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm still extremely close with, with both my parents, Kat and I see them pretty regularly. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question to me, Tim, uh, show as witnesses. If you decide to leave the church, you're, you're excommunicated, you're disfellowshipped. You have to like, you're not allowed to talk to your friends or family. If you want to come back, you wow. gotta like, you have to like really prove yourself. You want to come back. 
That's but so even insane. but you it would have to come back. There's no situation where like you could see, hang out with your family without coming back. Unless the it's a serious family matter, like a death or or an emergency, you're not allowed to talk to your family, uh, wow. friends. Yeah, I've touched that in past episodes, but yeah, yeah. How does Are that you... make you feel? <laughs> Are you my therapist now, bro? I'm just curious because it's like you know, is it like? Yeah, I kind of miss them. Yeah, I I have a lot of friends I miss, uh, and none of them really reach out to me. One talks to me maybe once a year. Um, He moved back to Connecticut, so I I haven't seen him in years. But it's it's a bummer. Um, But it's part of their brainwashing and like that's true cult mentality of you know exclusion. But are you mad at them at all? At my friends' family, no, because I know that they're also brainwashed into thinking Mm -hmm. that they have to do this. So. So, do you not talk to any of your family members, mm. or any that are still witnesses? I, I have one cousin I talk to a little bit. Um, that's about it, because uh, he he's he left also, but he's trying to get back in. So he's kind of stopped talking to me as much. Why is um, he trying to get back in? He same thing. He wants to talk to his family. You know, that's it's, it. Yeah, it's 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 a hostage negotiation. That sucks. Yeah. Is that's- there? Is I that feel bad now for make, putting that on my list that this is like giving <laughs> salt in a wound. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, it was literally 10 years ago I left, you know, like I don't. <laughs> How old are you, Logan? I will. I'm 31. Okay. It's a little, you were so Those are hard no. years to be separated yeah. from your family. Uh, yeah, your 20s. Yeah, but I, I made it. I'm a strong, strong, independent woman. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, so cat number three, two, isn't? No, wait, did I miss somebody? Uh, Tim? Logan's three. Logan, yeah. Oh, oh Logan's three? three. Oh shit. Yes, I know. Uh, oh no, my three was the birthday holiday thing. Oh right, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Ah, so we're um, back to questions. Ah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so um, my number two, we've already touched on quite a bit. I was just curious about like what inspired both of you to leave. So if there's anything that you haven't touched on there yet that you wanted to. Talk about. I think I covered mine. Okay. Anything else, Tim? We can. Um, I think uh, the only other thing I would say is that, like, I started. I really only started like drinking and partying and stuff after college. Um, and part. So I think part of like the my lifestyle started to pull me away from church too, because I was like literally super so involved in church that I was like leading the music and like leading prayers and stuff. But then on the weekends I was having like ragers at my bachelor pad (laughs) and, uh, finger blasting. (laughs) Um, well, once cat came along, um, (laughs) and, uh, so there was just like a tension there and I like got paid for the work that I did at church. So I, I, both like intellectually and just like in terms of my lifestyle was really starting to create like a multiple, like a double life situation. And that tension just got stressful enough that I was like, I need to pick a lane here. Yeah. Cause um, I was also the first non like Christian girl that you had dated to. Yeah, that's true. Kat and I almost broke up cause she wasn't Christian enough at one point. <laughs> it's not the uh, <laughs> blank Valentine's day card. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring oh, yeah, it up. Pick this up. <laughs> oh, yeah, here you go. Uh, I right. choo choo choose you. Fro, what's your number two? Who knows? Who I mean, I think you knows. do because you wrote it down. 
Um, with Great with power. Con- getting out of the with getting out of this religion, or just even after the fact, uh, dur- during if it, it was happening, um, do you have any sort of shame towards sex? Like, do, is there like any hang up on it? Uh, where like I, you know, I, I think it's still frowned upon and I'm, I'm not as adventurous in it possibly because no fart hammers. <laughs> what the hell is a fart hammer? Let's back up for a second. What exactly is a fart hammer? Just Google it, bro. Okay. Uh, I'm on my work computer. So no, <laughs> I guess I can use my phone. Let's Google um, it sometime. Okay. <laughs> you want to go first, Logan? Sure. Um, I, for me, uh, my first sexual relation with another person was when I left, um, and she's been my girlfriend ever since. Um, she's she was pretty cool about it at the beginning because I was like, "Hey, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing," and <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but she uh, like there wasn't a, much shame. I mean, it was kind of embarrassing at first because I'm like, "I'm I'm 22 and this is this is the first time." I'm sorry, um, but I, you know, uh, she was really open and really nice about it. Um, it was really nice being able to jerk off and not feel guilty for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty great. I that's nice now. Even I don't have to feel guilty about it. So it is pretty nice. Yeah, I'd say that's similar for me. Like I didn't. Um, I definitely felt shame about it. Uh, that's one of my talking points in a bit. Like in the when I was in the midst of the religion, but mm-hmm. I haven't really felt anything lingering. I think maybe for a little while, like attitudes around sex as it related to other people stuck with me like i had to, there was like a slut shaming culture that came along with christianity that mm-hmm. that took took a while for me to shake um and just being like more open-minded about like uh, uh, people being what i would have described as promiscuous before or like doing porn and like you know like i had to like dismantle all of that uh, uh like prudishness you know mm-hmm. um but i never felt real personal shame once i was outside of the church interesting cool um, cool i got a small follow-up with logan uh actually um with jehovah's tell Witness. me about your jerking off no, yeah i don't know more about that i got six like tabs that? open at all times <laughs> that's why his camera's off right now <laughs> <laughs> he's been jerking off this whole time um uh, butt sex with Jehovah's Witness, yay or nay, when you're married? That's actually, they had an article on this shit. Um, Really? Oh my god. No, Jehovah's Witnesses have no shame when it talks about, like, when it comes to shaming you about sex. They're like, anal sex is no-no. Regular sex is cool, as long as it's not, like, what's the word they use? Like, hedonistic? Yeah, so, like, no bondage and shit. Um, And then they're like, "Uh, oral sex is at your own discretion. It's your own uh, your own conscious of how, what how is that a line to draw on the same open huh. interpretation. Well, because it's like, oh, well, that could be considered unclean, but you know, if you're okay with if you, you, you and your you know significant other are okay with it, well, then well, why I don't understand why butt sex couldn't be considered possibly clean because if somebody like there was a, the hell out of their butthole, there's a city clean? called Sodom and it was destroyed. Fro, come on, yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Less Sodom and more Gomorrah. Um, I was just curious if, like, you know, you could fuck ass when you're uh, married all you want. I mean, you, you, if it's, it's 
it's in the publications. You can't, but if you and your partner are okay with it, go to town. Just don't tell anyone. Uh, so it's a closeted thing. Yeah, I, I don't know of any couples that like told me they're like, yeah, we, we fuck ass. You know, none of them ever told me. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking on the doors like, oh, would you like to talk about fucking ass today? <laughs> uh, contraception bad in Jehovah's Witness? No, uh, actually, they're not. A lot of Christian religions are like, you got to have babies. You got to make women are there for just baby making. Mm-hmm. Jehovah's Witnesses aren't about that. They're actually... They're not against you having children, but they're like, ah, you know, would you rather have kids or would you rather serve the Lord to more extent? Would you rather become a pioneer couple, become missionaries? You know, you can't do that if you have kids and they kind of guilt you into not having kids. Interesting. Hmm. Weird. But that's how most of their numbers grow is through children, actually. So it's kind of weird. Right. Huh. All right. My number two uh, is I'm, I'm really I'm interested to hear what both of you have to say, particularly Tim. So I'm going to ask Logan first. Um. What do you th- wh- so? What are your thoughts on Jesus as far as a what like a like a real thought about it? Like, do you think there was ever a person actually named Jesus? What do you think the like? Where do all these stories come from? Do you think he's completely fictional? Um, like, what are your thoughts? White now or black? Or, <laughs> now or when I was in J Dubs? Uh, both. Uh, when I was a J-Dub, yeah, absolutely believe it was real. They don't have the, the normal Christian image of Jesus with long hair and being white. They actually make him kind of Middle, Middle Eastern. He has a fro. He's playing, uh, he's playing hacky sack in the quad. He's yeah. got a what? <laughs> yeah, he's got like a little Jew fro. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm looking this up. Yeah, J-W Jesus. Um, so, yeah, uh, I believed in him wholeheartedly. Now I'm just like, eh, it's probably a fake dude that probably didn't exist, and it's probably just a story. You think it's all just stories about just a, a made-up person? I, at the very least, the execution is because, like, the execution doesn't make sense for how Romans executed people in those days. So, at least that. Maybe there was some dude who was just a crazy cult leader and just talking shit. But mm. yeah, yo, this JW Jesus is so funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> some of these pictures got like a fucking pompadour. He's silly. <laughs> cool man. Uh. Uh, Tim, uh, your thoughts? Um, I'm maybe like a little bit more bullish on the idea that Jesus was a historical person. Mm. Um, I just think like what we think we know about him is we probably know way less about the real Jesus than we think we do. And most of what's in the biblical record is not trustworthy. I like, I don't, Again, I don't think people know this because they're kind of written as firsthand accounts, but like the Gospels, which are like our main stories about Jesus, are probably written like 200 years after Jesus's time. Like there, mm-hmm. there's a long time between when Jesus would have theoretically actually lived and when we have these quote unquote firsthand accounts of what his life was like. And so that's a, that's just another huge area of the religion that feels so weird. They put so much stock in these quote unquote firsthand accounts of Jesus's life that are really dubious. And we literally have no idea who wrote them. Isn't there like, um, a little, isn't there like a huge window of time where there's no writings about like that? His, his birth is, is noted. And then like nothing else until he's like from 12 to 30. There's nothing really. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. We just like go on like a, Went backpacking through Europe with a friend. He was doing a lot of carpentry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I just always wonder about that because I, 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 not that I struggle with it. I know it's going to be the wrong word, but I, I think about that. I like to think that, um, that there was, like you, like you said, Tim, there was a historical person, and these are just uh, it, religions become this giant game of telephone of like what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just weird stuff. There are a lot of like scholars who are pretty. They're like historical critical scholars, meaning that they like they have no they don't consider themselves to be religious. They just think of themselves as like true scholars of the the texts from back then and like the archaeology from the time and all that who believe that Jesus was real. But there's like a the amount of like quotes that are really from him, the amount of stories that are things he actually did are like fractions of what Christians believe is the case cool all right well that's my number two uh this brings us to our number ones if you like the show support to go go to patreon.com slash make fun network there you can support all of the shows on make fun network including the two that logan will talk about now uh we have the spooky shit for paranormal and horror movies uh that's called simply light on and my DD real play podcast called lost legends tales of third season two out now there you go uh tim plug away um we have been kind of on hiatus from our podcast for a while but we do have a pretty good backlog of stuff if people are interested there i do a show called rhythm and brews which is about beer and music um kat and i did a did a few episodes of a show together called double date where we interview other couples about some of their favorite date movies um uh, that's called, like I said, that's called Double Date, and I'll let Cat plug her own stuff. But you can find all of the stuff that we do at our website, wasted-minds.com, including our our podcast and the drinking game that uh, we kickstarted a few years ago called Drinking Buddies. Cool, Cat. Uh, yeah, wasted-minds.com. You can also find Conquest and uh, Same Old Hope, two other podcasts I do, um, and then on the Make Fun Network, you can also. Go and listen to me ramble about comic characters with Fro and the Mats on uh, Encyclocomica. Yes, yes, yes. Fro. Uh, well, I don't think I did my number two either, by the way. You didn't do your number two? Uh-huh. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think we just got through your questions. Your oh, number that's two okay. questions. Let's just plug away anyway. Fro. <laughs> <laughs> what? Never mind. Just forget it. Uh, I don't know. What? You plug Am I going or you have me plug something? You can plug. Plug away. Uh no. Okay, I'm glad we had this talk. Uh <laughs> Logan, you want to go your number two? Yeah, I'll just do it real quick. Um you can make a career out being Joe's witness, just you're gonna be very, very poor. <laughs> um so you can you can be a full time pioneer, uh, which is when you go knock on doors for seventy hours. You do it for free, so you have like a part time job to sub- subsidize that, and then also you can become a missionary, which is what I was trying to do. Um and then they'll send you anywhere in the country, just you gotta have your own full time job while also like leading a congregation. Huh. huh. That sounds fucking miserable. You would not believe how much money you can make in my religion as a televangelist. <laughs> as a televangelist. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, televangelists. They oh. they're making some serious change. Are there like super Jehovah's Witness like people? Like a telev- televangelist? Um, I mean, I guess closest to that would be like the governing body, which is like the heads of the church um mm. they make bank like they have rolexes and shit but they say Jesus. all the all the donations go to you know keeping the effort going but they're fucking wearing rolexes and shit hmm. god these televangelists fucking drive me fucking mental i know 
<laughs> and they're one thing, but like <clears throat> there are a lot of what are called mega churches, like churches with like three to anywhere from three to maybe 10,000 people in yeah. our denomination. And those pastors also make a ton of money. Yeah. Fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't, insane. I don't, I don't know that guy's name. Uh, Joel like Osteen? One, no, not him. He's uh, like an older guy. There's like the video of like the reporter asking him about his like private jets and he's like, he's a fucking psychopath in the fucking interview. Um, Is it Benny Hinn? No, I don't who think. Cares? Uh, who cares? <laughs> who, he sucks. Who cares? All these people are like just fucking, they're absolute parasites. Um, and the shit that they do, like they're, uh, they're straight up con men. Uh, yeah. Like I, yep. I, I, I obviously I feel like most of them are, but like these are actual straight up con men. Uh, John Oliver actually like signed up for like a televangelist and kind of like did the whole like spiel like send us send us a dollar and did it did and then, like he kept doing it on the show and like he tracked all the amount of money that he sent in order to kind of get to these things and what he, uh, in order to kind of get to that level of getting in heaven. Um, and it was very fucking silly. And he was like, holy shit, this is wild. But yeah, televangelists eat shit. <laughs> yeah. If there's any televangelists listening to the top five of death <laughs> podcast, eat shit. Hey, you never know. I guess, I guess that's, I don't, I, I can't, I, believe, will just... I, I don't think they fully believe what they, uh, are, preaching so there's a chance that one of them burial could listen to our show <laughs> i will just briefly use that to plug a twitter bot called joel dongstein <laughs> um, which what it what it does is it it tweets joel osteen's tweets but replaces the word god with your dick every time <laughs> and sometimes it creates really funny tweets that's, that's very funny, funny. Uh, <laughs> tim number two um, we we should save the sex stuff for number ones, right, Logan? That's what I have. You can do it now yeah. if you want. No, yeah, I, we can talk about it all together. I think. And so, my number two is just that religion uh, changes your worldview forever, even after you leave it. Mm. Like, yeah. I still really define myself uh, and my thinking in opposition to what I grew up with. Um, re- you know, thinking about rejecting the things that i hated about christianity any other in any other context that i saw it so if i saw people being like really certain and sure about beliefs that were not certain like that would really frustrate me um things like the the idea that there are transcendent moral norms that like nobody can argue with that really bothered me the rejecting sacred texts like whenever people are like well people do it with the constitution and all other types of like written things that people really hold sacred, like just getting frustrated with people being very rigid and dogmatic about that type of stuff too. And then also just like the, the philosophy that I have now is some is pretty like nihilistic and atheistic, like I said. And I think that's mostly because of, as I was dismantling Christianity in that worldview i had to fill it in with something else and i wouldn't have like thought about or incorporated those philosophies into my worldview if i hadn't been raised christian and have to like deprogram that from myself right um so it's just i'll never be able to really separate my identity from the fact that i was raised with the religion i was raised in even though i i don't subscribe to it anymore that's that's interesting 
kind of blew my mind there, Tim. <laughs> so dude. Uh, Logan, do you uh, you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, that's uh, it's very true for me. I didn't even think of it that way, but yeah, for for sure. Um, even also being a nihilist too, um, filling that void. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> You just helped me grow as a person, Tim. Thank you. Small world, Logan. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. So, this was cool because it's it's cool to like talk to someone who had a similar journey. It's not something I get to do very often. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could make this happen. <laughs> uh, all right. So now we're on number one. So we've already supported your goad. So uh, we can jump right in. So, Cat, what is your what is your number one question? Uh, my number one question is just: Is there anything you miss from? being religious or being part of that community as far as missing stuff about the religion no um i i don't miss waking up every day to go out knocking on doors and go to church three meetings a week don't miss that at all i miss just the community and the people like my friend circle shrunk very considerably when i left um still pretty small it used to be really big so i miss that mostly you know, it's, it's wild to me and uh, so I'm about to say something that's going to be insulting to Tim. So I apologize ahead of time. Uh, like I can, I can, I can see Tim living in that religious world. Just, uh, but Logan, you seem, I don't know, you seem so way too like, uh, like outgoing and friendly um, to kind of. <laughs> Yeah, Tim, you asshole. Not, not that Tim's <laughs> a close, uh, introverted asshole, but um, I don't. I don't know. It's just like uh, well, I don't know, like he, the, he Tim, feels like the total opposite of being a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, like Tim's very scholarly, and like so, I, like I can understand his like uh, interpretations of like religious texts and and things like that. Logan, I'm just like well, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> you don't get why I left, or no, I don't get why like how like um, I mean, I understand from upbringing, but. I don't know. It just seems like such a juxtaposition to your like your per- what I know of you from your personality. I I mean, I, the personality helped me when I was knocking on doors. Like I, I consider myself an introvert introvert now pretty hard. It's interesting you say I'm I'm not. Well, because I well you so like you left. Well, so it sounds to me like everything you knew. Like you just said, your 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 friend circle shrunk. So at twenty two, right? That's when you left. Mm-hmm. So at twenty two, you had to build your social life that it is now right which i think would be wildly intimidating and very hard for people to do Mm -hmm. uh but you seem to be doing really well so with that you know that fact of it is like i don't know it just seems really it's just it's just very interesting to me in that regard Okay, I'll take it as a compliment. I think. Yeah, I'll take it as a compliment, <laughs> Tim. Once again, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I get it. Uh. <laughs> you did call him scholarly, though, so that kind of balances it out. Yeah. So, like, I, 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 I believe Tim can be duped, but Log- uh, but Logan is <laughs> so, so, so surprised. Um. Um. So, Kat, your question was like, is there anything that I miss? Yeah. Yeah, I miss um I miss the social aspect of it. Like I like I said, I had a it was it was, it was almost like having a youth club, uh, and those days were kind of fun. So the community aspect of it I miss a little bit. And then for a long time I missed 
what I got out of it from like a stage performance standpoint, because it had been a long time since I've been able to perform on stage, but I found other outlets for that since. So that, that is less of a, less of something that I miss at this point. I also miss like the certainty of it. There was, there was nice, like knowing you had a purpose to your life. Yeah. Mm. And that everything had meaning and, there's something really comforting about that. There's something rewarding, I think, about like having to reconstruct your own meaning and try to like figure out why life is important to you. And and like I like that work too. But there's something comforting, especially for somebody who's lazy like me, about just being able to like set and forget your philosophy, <laughs> which I think religion <laughs> lets people do. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so good question, Fro. Number one. Um, I just want to know why why do they care so much? Religion, uh, religions, uh, of being so pushy about their religion. Uh, like, what do you give a shit about other people and their religious beliefs? So for Jehovah's Witnesses on what they tell their followers, like the big ups probably just want the money, honestly. Um, but the everyday people, they they literally think they're helping people. They think they have to save as many people as they can because it's every meeting three times a week you go and they always drill. You got to go out and service. You got to go and preach. You have to preach. Jesus said, preach the word. Then the, then the end will come. You want the end to come, right? We'll all live on a paradise earth. We want to save as many people as we can. We have to preach this word before we can have our paradise. So it, it's, it's a, it's a reward. You get the reward for doing it. And then also you're saving people. They always gave the example like, oh, if you see someone's house on fire, you're going to run in and save them, aren't you? I'm like, well, probably not. I might call the fire department, you know, but, <laughs> you know, that was, that was an example they always gave. So yeah, for me, it was just, I want to save people. So the end will come. Very similar for us. I would say the emphasis was on like saving people. Cause and as dumb as it is, like they literally believe people are going to burn in hell forever if they don't convert to this belief system. And so they genuinely think that they're helping people by spreading their religion. The other, the other thing is like the concept I was talking about earlier, where it's not just immediately saving people and converting people. It's the idea that the world is made better by people becoming more Christ-like. So the more people that they bring into the fold, the better they think they can make the world through things like, helping the needy and that type of a thing. Like they, they bring more people in who can like take on a philanthropic approach to acting out their faith. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. I hate it. I hate, the <laughs> <laughs> I hate the pushiness, you know, cause it's like for me, mm -hmm. it, uh, I, I enjoy, uh, non-religious, uh, imagery. I enjoy, you know, satanic imagery. I do. I think the fucking image of Baphomet is fucking sick. I think just Pretty like metal. it's fucking amazing. Uh, I and you know if I'm if I'm wearing something like that, my God, is it a fucking like deal? It's like you know you're you need to be saved. Like you like, but I clearly don't want to be. So why 
why do you need why like why do you have this compulsion? To, I gave you like, the cheat code, bro. I know, but it's not when I open up my door. It's like I'm walking down the street or whatever, or you know, whatever. It's just like I just like I I can't fathom like that urge. It's like an addiction to save somebody, and like uh, it's like why not you, just care more about yourself and like you you do good. You're not get uh, like are they getting brownie points by like how many people they saved? Is it like is there a point system like that? It's like oh cool, I saved twenty people. <laughs> I, you know what I think is so frustrating about the pushiness of it is it's a proxy for how certain they are about it. Yeah. And yes. for people who are on the outside looking in, the religion seems so preposterous and far-fetched. And for somebody to be that like aggressively trying to convert you, it just is so clear how certain they are about this thing that seems insane. There's a um, smugness to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One time I, uh, I was on a, a bus with my buddy uh, Justin and this guy was trying to convert. I was trying to recruit us for some religious. It was definitely like a cult or something like that. And he was like promising us all these stuff. And um, so we asked him for all the money in his pockets. And he gave us all the money in his pockets. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> How much did you make? It was like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. But that makes me. Th- we, good. We, yeah, we, pr- we promised that we would go to the meeting. <laughs> And then we did it. <laughs> that reminds me of the the Norm Macdonald sketch on SNL where he he's in like a Bible trivia game show. <laughs> but he just the way they do the game show is they ask the questions and then give the answers and then ask the people to say honestly if they knew the answer. And Norm Macdonald's just like this degenerate guy who's like, Yeah, yeah, I knew that. And everybody else is like being honest. It's so fucking funny. That's, That's funny. so funny. That's I gotta watch that. That sounds so good. As your your story remind me of a time that I was out in service and I saw someone with their car ran out of gas. So I pulled over and helped them push it to the gas station, paid for their gas, and for hopes of them to come to the meeting. So yeah, I uh <laughs> <laughs> You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, so what my number one? All right, my number yeah. one is mm-hmm. a it's a little fun, and I don't know if I don't know if Logan, if you can do this one because I, I do side obvious question that probably should have been addressed earlier. Do Jehovah's Witnesses read from the like the same Bible as other religions? It, they do have a Bible. Um, it's the same Bible that you would. It's not a King James Bible. It's called the New World Translation. It's their own translation of the Bible. All right, cool. So then this will be for both of you even better. Uh, could you please assign all of us uh, who we would be in the Bible? Oh, <laughs> interesting. Hmm, that's a good one. Matt. Yeah, what up? That's a great fucking question, baby. That is a really yeah. good question. I just a little fun, little funsies at that's the end. That's a fun one. I, I'm yeah. excited. I'm going to have to look up whoever they tell me I am, though. I know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'll give you some time <laughs> to think. Give me some time you, to think. Do you get the Jeffrey theme song going? Uh, not, not right this second. <laughs> nice, man. Should have. Well, I uh, I don't know. I can, I can riff. Uh, Fro, give me a... Uh, Pro, this is fucking hard. Uh, <laughs> I, think I, I think I have Matt. I don't know Cat well enough to get Cat, so it's gonna be a generic answer. Fro, I'm working on. I could maybe do Cat. Um, I hope I'm Satan. <laughs> Come on, Satan. You. Who's this? Frankly, Cat, I think you rem- you remind me of Jesus a little bit because you <laughs> okay. you well for a couple reasons. Like you have a very like. 
you, you, you know, you're studying to be a, you're, <laughs> you're studying to be a counselor and you like have a way with people. Like you just instinctively want to help other people and lead them. And you are like one of the most selfless people I know. And so those are like the kind of traditional qualities you think of Jesus. I would associate those with you. Um, Thank you very much. Wow. I can't believe Tim picked his own wife to be Jesus. <laughs> what are the and sometimes I want to crucify you. So. <laughs> All right. Now it makes sense. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, for Matt, yeah, we can trade off back. And forth. Yeah, yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. For, for Matt, I think you're Paul or Saul. Better um, Paul, Saul? No. So Paul was the guy who wrote, quote unquote, wrote a lot of the New Testament from Acts going on to like all the letters to the Ephesians and, and Timothy and all that shit. He's um, an apostle? So, uh, Is this St. Paul? He was like the 13th yeah. apostle. Yeah. Um, so he was like a total dirtbag douchebag killing <laughs> Christians or uh, killing like people who didn't follow the rules until Jesus, quote unquote, Jesus met him after he was resurrected and changed his mind. So, you know, you were you were kind of maybe a, a doucher growing up as a kid, putting shit in people's faces. But then you matured and you started a whole religion, aka the Make Fun Network. <laughs> yeah, religion. <laughs> um, and and you're you're kind of like an upright guy, but you have kind of some shady shit in your past. That's and you kind of got the same hairline on, too. That is spot on. <laughs> um, it was, is that the same one, same person you give me, Tim? I don't want to give you like the. Now uh, that he the, said it, I can't think of one that fits better. That's perfect. Um, no Fro is tough. Um, I think I have Fro, but I'll let you go. All right, go. No, you go for it. I think Jonah. So he's kind of reluctant with his deaths and shit. He's like, I don't want to fucking do this. But he's going to do it because he loves God. He loves Matt. That's why he (laughs) constantly will keep doing the show. No, you're not God. But but to Fro, you might be God. Um, (laughs) Fro, Fro, the book of Jonah is kind of a weird book in the Bible because... It's kind of a downer, and he's kind of negative. Jonah's like, I don't want to go preach the word of God. And he's like trying to avoid it, and he gets swallowed up by the big fish or the whale. Um, And then he's like, all right, fine, I'll fucking do it. So he's kind of reluctant to always do it, but he always does what he's told, and he's a good guy because of it. Holy shit, Logan, those are both so untouchably perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but I also get eaten by a big fish? You survive. think of all the shrimp that you can eat while you're in there. Oh, that's right. Ew. I'm eating all the shrimp inside the fish belly already. Yeah, and then the fish, I, that, I the love, fish that you live in dies because it doesn't get any nutrients from the uh, <laughs> things you're eating. And I just love that in addition to like nailing who they would be in the Bible, you just created a whole cosmology of like <laughs> Matt being God. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, or who, who would yourselves be? Or is that too sacrilegious hmm. to identify yourself? <laughs> uh, Thomas, probably. The tank engine? <laughs> <laughs> Doubting Thomas, because I, I, he was one of the 12 disciples, but he didn't believe that Jesus rose from the dead until Jesus let him actually see his, um, the holes in his, his arms from when he was crucified. And I think 
I relate to that because, like I said, I'm I'm not totally closed off to the idea that there is a God. And if there is one, I would want to like know and experience that higher power. So I'm open to it, but I need something first. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, too much stuff on Thomas. <sighs> God, when I was a Jehovah's Witnesses, I I probably would have com- compared myself to Job because I, I I had kind of a rough upbringing, but I still stuck to the religion and and everything. Because Job, like the devil, puts him through some tests, and he manages to still praise God at the end. Now I guess that, but if I like turned away from God and was like, "Fuck this shit," <laughs> so yeah, Wait, I, Job is that's how you pronounce that? I always thought yeah. it was Job. It's not Job. No, it's Job. You ever thought it was Job? You never heard Job before? <laughs> the book of Job. <laughs> well, it's spelled that way. What are you, Coach Z? <laughs> Jerb. Jerb. Your burger Jerb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's spelled like Job. I figured it was the Job book in the Bible. <laughs> this is how you get a job. Here's right. how you yeah, make a resume. You got to make a cover sheet for it. <laughs> I just thought that this is the part where they talked about Jesus being a fucking carpenter. <laughs> And then he cut a right angle. <laughs> the book yeah. of Jobs. <laughs> Fro, Fro just thinks the entire book of Job is it being like, Jesus was a carpenter. That was his job. Yeah. <laughs> next, next book. Joseph was a shepherd. That was his job. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's move to the fun butts. Not a whole bunch of questions, but some. If you want to ha- put your oh, question. you want to go over our number ones? Did I not do that? Our, our sex one? Okay, I'm skip sorry. again. I'm so used to going rounds of three. That's why. Uh, you're right. You're number one. Let's get to the sex stuff. All right. Uh, <laughs> probably similar than Tim, right? You weren't no adultery, no fornication, no jerking off, no porn. Um, yeah. Okay. What, what happened <laughs> yeah. if you did do those things? So that's probably where we diverge a little bit because I, I think the rules were probably the same for us. But there was like a pretty, the response was like disappointed, but there's forgiveness if you want it and we'll like welcome you back into the fold. Um, so it was like pretty common for like kids my age and in our youth group to like be experimenting with sex stuff and and not be like cast out or anything like that they might even not even like repent or or look for forgiveness and still come to youth group and nobody would like it would be frowned upon and talked about like i said there was definitely like a lot of slut shaming in in the culture of our church but uh it wasn't harsh in the sense of like oh you we heard that you slept with this person and now you're excommunicated or something like that. It it was a little bit more forgiving, even though it was still mm-hmm. pretty strict in terms of what the rules themselves were. Interesting. So th- there was no excommunication for that. No, um, okay. there, no one would ever be told you like, can't come back to church. Gotcha. They would just say you can't come. <laughs> you can't come within the grounds of the church. <laughs> uh yeah, with Joe's witnesses, um you you date to find a mate. You don't date for fun. What are you a penguin? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, if you 
uh, I did have a couple of JW girlfriends, but we didn't work out, obviously. And then, uh, but you're kind of looked down on if you date and then you don't get married because it's like, oh, we're just dating for recreation. Like, no, we just don't click. We don't vibe. But it was kind of you're kind of looked down on. And then, yeah, if you if you got caught watching porn or jerking off or having sex, you had to go through a judicial meeting, which meant you had to talk to three of the elders and go into great detail of what oh, you did. Geez. What kind of while they jerked off. Yes, they definitely probably did. I never had a judicial meeting, thankfully. I, holy shit, that's an anxiety I don't want to have. But I did get caught watching porn, and then I had to go talk to the elders, and that was only two of them. But still, they were like, "Well, what kind of porn did you watch? Did you did you masturbate? Did you did you ejaculate?" It, oh, like, God. and these are some like old dudes, and it's like, what was the volume of the ejaculate? <laughs> <laughs> fill us, fill us the deets. What kind of did porn did you were film you watching? it, and can you show it to us? Yes, exactly. Oh, God. Could you demonstrate right now what it looked like? <laughs> yeah, so it, it was just this huge shame if you got caught and had to talk, and then if you weren't repentant, you would get kicked out and excommunicated. That was like the most common reason why a lot of kids get kicked out because they want a mm-hmm. nut. <laughs> Fair enough. So ours was like a little bit different because like even though there was a relatively forgiving atmosphere, the shame and the guilt that you felt was real because of like how hardcore that they pushed like sexual purity as being like mm. something that is really important to God. And so I remember it was just super tough to be like a regular horny teenager and feel like these impulses that are so natural to you are like the worst thing yes. that you could do before God or whatever. And uh, it, for me at least, it didn't mean that I abstained from those things because I like I w- would fool around with my girlfriends and eventually started having sex. But what it meant was I had to constantly rationalize it and be like, oh, well... I'm going to marry them one day. Like every single girlfriend I had, I was like, don't worry, you'll marry them. So it's okay to do this. <laughs> like that's like, that was like the dumb rationalization I had to do. And I would still feel guilty. And it was like this constant like cycle where you'd be like, oh, I feel guilty. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, sorry, God, I'll never do it again. And then you do it again and then you feel bad. And it was like this very brutal cycle of like guilt and shame for again, something that's like so natural and human. Um, and that was really frustrating. And then, I luckily didn't fall into this, but so many people that I knew did where the first person they had sex with, they felt so guilty about it that they had to marry that person. And so like at my Christian college, so, so, so many people got married right out of college, which is just insane. Any way you slice it. And for the most part are fucking miserable now Um, because i mean how could you not be like you you're getting married when you're like 20 21 like you're just you're gonna change so much over the next several years and if like literally the only thing that brought you together was the fact that you wanted to fuck in your prime fucking years (laughs) like (laughs) of course you're not gonna have the foundation for like a lifelong marriage um so are they like because of their religious background are they hesitant to get divorced they are except that for a lot of them they um they fall away from their religion while their marriages are deteriorating Mm. so they're they're kind of like by the time they're at the end of their rope with their marriages they're like fuck it who cares like right i might as well get divorced and i would say that my denomination was somewhat forgiving of divorce too. 
Um, like it's it's definitely frowned upon and people are like really disappointed when it happens and blah, 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 blah. But it's not, again, it's not like the Catholic church where it's like, you can't come here anymore. Or like you're, you're now ostracized because you did that. People might like talk shit about it um, or, or say how disappointed they are that you got a divorce or frown upon you getting remarried after the divorce, those types of things. But there would no be no like real social consequences or like, um, excommunication type consequences. Hmm. Wild. Weird, wild stuff. Uh, cool. All right. So I guess that kind of like wraps everything up. Now we can go. Oh, does anyone have any other questions, uh, for cat about that? I have a quick one for, uh, for Tim. Um, sure. You're not sorry. fro or cat, but I'm I glad you, uh... uh, Hey guys, it's me fro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Glad that um, wasn't me. <laughs> uh, Tim, was there the a was there a sin like besides murder or anything like that in your religion that was like considered like this is you can't come back from this. This is blood guilt. This is sinning against the Holy Spirit. Using Jehovah's Witness terms, there was there something like that with your religion. There was, um, well, because there is a there's a verse in the bible that says something it's describes something as the an unforgivable sin or something like that i forget mm-hmm. exactly what the wording is but i and i was i remember panicking about that as the kid reading that being like oh dad like what if i accidentally do that sin because it doesn't say what it is really it's like it just like describes an unforgivable sin and i was like i don't want to like accidentally do the unforgivable sin and then i'll go to hell forever and I, what my dad, and I think the general sense was, was the unforgivable sin is rejecting God, like permanently. So like you, if you just decide that you want, you believe he's real, but you want nothing to do with him, you'll go to hell, which is basically just not being a Christian. So, and I, I would say that's, that's really the only thing I could even really think of is somebody saying, yeah, I just like wholeheartedly reject God for, for forever. Um, that would be the only thing they would see as unforgivable. But even then, like they would still welcome that person back to church and like say, like try to convince them that they're wrong. They would, they would never like fully cut ties with that person unless they were doing something like illegal, like you said, like touching kids or murder or like that kind mm-hmm. of shit, you know? Right. Okay. You can only touch the kids. They even had like yeah. our pastor at my church growing up had an affair and oh, they wow. let him Scandalous. like keep keep being the pastor after that because he Whoa. because of the way that he repented and all that type of stuff. Oh, that's um, so, so again, silly. pretty pretty <laughs> like forgiving and open minded. What about you, Logan? Um, yeah, they they have. There's two instances that are like you're dead. You're not going to come back to resurrected at all. Wearing white um, after Labor Day. Yep, wear white after Labor Day, and you know, uh, don't do the sabbath or whatever no it was uh it's called blood guilt when like you have someone interested and wants to come to meetings but you just stop calling on them like that's blood guilt you're dying at armageddon and then the other one is uh sin against the holy spirit when you ask for the holy spirit to help you through something and then you go and do the opposite so like oh please help me sustain from you know, watch porn and drinking off i need the holy spirit and then you do it anyways um that's like a you're dead <laughs> i guess the holy spirit wow. wasn't that good at it no yeah, exactly now I get why are. you call it Christianity on hard mode. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just rock hard the whole time. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So now let's go to the fun butts. And if you want your list read on 
the show, you can go to makefun.network or search for the Make Fun Network group on Facebook. I would love for at least six, maybe seven people to do that. That'd be real sweet if you did, if you haven't already joined. Uh, so do that. Let's go. Mitch Mint, the freshest of the fun butts, says, just one question. If you could go back in time and flip a switch to grow up not religious, would you? Sometimes I regret my own personal religious upbringing. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think we covered that a little bit. Yeah, I would, I would prefer not religious, um, but I don't regret growing up the way I did. Huh. Okay. Tim. I, I don't know if I would go back and change it just because I'm like relatively happy with my life at this point and wouldn't want to like change that outcome, you know? Um, I, I know I won't raise my kids religious, right. obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, but I won't cool. be hostile to it. What if they, what if it, they found think. religion? I wouldn't. I don't think I would be hostile to it. I'd like try to have like the opposite approach of my parents. Like meaning, like I liked what they did. I would just be doing that same thing from a position of not being religious. Like if they if that's something that they that makes sense to them, by all means, like go for it. What about Scientology? Um, that I would have concerns about. Yeah. <laughs> Anything like really culty, or if they were getting into a very fundamentalist like sect of whatever religion they were interested in. Like if I were, could tell they were being radicalized, then obviously that'd be really concerning, but uh, yeah. So cool. Moving on. Ryan Brown for his best friend, my man. There it is. Number five. Did you masturbate? Yes. And felt shame every time. Tim. Same. same. Yeah. Okay. Same. Number. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Uh, <laughs> number four. Was there any behind the scenes hanky panky amongst your age group? Um, just one or two, but they got kicked out. So, <laughs> yeah, I would got, say it was they got pretty common. You did not. It was it was pretty common, but it it was like I would say like most of the guys I was friends with would fool around and do stuff that would be frowned upon, but probably not have sex. Um, and then some, there were like a decent amount of people who were having sex, but were just kind of keeping it like kind of private or whatever. Um, and then, like I said, there was just like a general frowning upon of any type of sexual behavior outside of marriage, but it was definitely there. Gotcha. Number three, were you ever given religious texts, not in the Bible or in your main holy book, i.e. books that have been removed from the Bible or other sacred texts? Um, so the, f- not really, we weren't like, Hey, here's this non-canon holy scripture you have to read, but Joe's witnesses make a lot of publications of their own. Um, they have like, you have to read two books before you're allowed to be baptized. Being a Joe's witness, um, you, every week they give every month, there's two or three magazines you got to read monthly. And then there's just constant books. You got to study that are like aids to help learn the Bible. Um, I mean, we talked about it in church, like there would be Bible studies where they'd be like, Oh, why don't we include these books? And like that type of a thing. Um, and then obviously when I was in school for biblical studies, we learned about all that type of stuff. Um, but it was never like a pastor would never teach or read out of a, a book that wasn't considered Canon. (laughs) Canon. That's literally what they call the Star Wars books. That's that's like where the word canon and like pop culture comes from is like that mm-hmm. the biblical canon. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> number two, do you still retain some of your spirituality? 
Uh, zero. I, I consider myself very atheist. Atheist. Sam. Okay, number one. Do you find your upbringing benefited you in any way? Uh, kept me out of drugs as a kid. Um, don't really do it now. I could. I could go. I could do all the drugs I want now. I have several connections if I wanted. Uh, but no. I mean, I think so. I guess maybe in that way kept me clean that way. Sick. All right, jo- Josh Barkin, the dog butt, says, My dad is Jewish, and my mom was a pastor's daughter, so I have a little bit of experience with this one. Number five, is there anything you enjoyed about or, or growing up religious? I think we covered that. Mm-hmm. Number four, do you wish do you wish you had been given a choice? That's an interesting one. I feel like I was, to a certain extent. <clears throat> yeah, they yeah. allowed you to question it. Yeah, exactly. I, I was and wasn't um, growing up in it. You're you have to do it, and then but going through baptism is your own choice. But when you're kind of brainwashed, the choice is kind of made for you already. Um, so yeah, if I wish I had a choice, sure, but I don't think I would have made the choice any different because I was brainwashed. Hmm. Right. Um, number four. Nope. Number three. If you hadn't grown up that way, what uh, do you think you would find religion later in life? I think I think maybe because with that little bit of time when I wasn't a witness as a kid, when we stopped going, I did miss it. So I think I might have tried to reach out and learn some of it in my 20s. But same. I think I, I would have like been curious about it. And I'm I'm such a people pleaser that like if I went to a church and everyone was super nice and was like, oh, you should keep coming back. Like I could see myself getting sucked into that. Um Especially because I do think churches are smart about hiding the crazy from new mm-hmm. people. Um, they're they're like they really advertise the all the stuff that I was saying was really compelling about it and like the love, the the community and the relationship aspect of it and the forgiveness that you get from God and like that's all front and center when they're trying to recruit new people and like the the really wild shit you don't find out until you're in too deep maybe. Uh yeah um. Here's a good question, actually. I'm going to add a little bit to it, though. Uh, do you think you missed out on any quote-unquote normal childhood experiences? And um, I'll add, uh, if so, what, what do you, what, what, which ones? I, I missed out on a ton. Birthdays, holidays, organized sports, uh, all that shit. Um, yeah. Uh, Tim? Um. I would assume probably I not, think, right? Yeah, I, I honestly would say I feel like I missed out on more just living overseas more so than like missing out on stuff because of religion. Gotcha. Aside from the sexual stuff. Cool. Uh, number one, uh, are there things you feel you didn't learn about properly because of religion? That's a those are good questions, Josh. A lot of science. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, Joe's witnesses are very against evolution. They th- they're kind of wishy washy on dinosaurs. Um, there's not a there's not a straight answer on what dinosaurs were at what time, but in some of their publications, the illustrations there's dinosaurs dying in the flood. Uh, yeah, so shit like that. I yeah. Uh, cool, Tim. Um, no, only because my dad was like a voice of reason always, but they taught some fucking crazy shit at my the school i went to i may have talked about this before but they like literally taught us that there were fire breathing dinosaurs that lived alongside people in Sick. ancient history which That's yeah crazy. very cool 
Um, <laughs> it's very cool, yes. but it's 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 also. <laughs> um, do they think Game of Thrones is like a fucking religious like, yeah, show? <laughs> yeah, <can> they not <laughs> religiously accurate show. It's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, finally, someone because <laughs> finally there, someone admits you, it. What's what's pretty cool is that there is like this whole um like sub sec sub genre of pseudoscience that is just Christians trying to prove the Bible is true mm. through science and archaeology. And they're just trying to like plug actual scientific findings into the Bible in a very non-scientific way, but it masquerades as science for Christians, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the science behind giants? Well, Definitely. I mean, there are, there are, you've watched basketball, right? I was saying um, the NBA. <laughs> There are there is like a historical, I think because like Goliath I think is only like nine feet tall or something like that, which would have been only huge. Only nine in, feet. In, but I mean, like there are people that are that tall, right? Um, mm. What are what so, are the what are the giant like angel skeletons that they find those seraphims? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think that's the word. Nephilim, maybe. Nephilim. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's like one of the craziest things in the Bible. It feels like uh, Greek mythology. It's like a passage that talks about angels coming down from heaven and sleeping with the daughters of men and creating the heroes of ancient times, which is <laughs> fucking sick, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that's something we should probably point out, right? Is like, there's some fucking cool shit in religion as far as like mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that goes. And mm-hmm. totally. it, I'm sure it lends itself to a lot of pop culture things that we enjoy today. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I first heard about the the Nephilim, I was like, "This is fucking cool!" I like, I want to <laughs> believe it. Um, yeah, cool. So that'd make a cool comic. It really would. Uh, let's move on. Arez froze other uh, froze white best friend. We'll say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite? I love thi- it. <laughs> what's your favorite thing about not being religious, and why is it blowjobs? <laughs> blowjobs are up there. I, I, I honestly don't like giving those. <laughs> <laughs> they hurt my neck. <laughs> uh, seen Radar what are, movie? Oh, man, I'm sorry. I don't want to overgloss that, but what a what a straight up sniper shot of a of a quip that was, Tim. <laughs> uh, Radar on movies, uh, Logan. Yeah, yeah. I remember I, when I saw my first Radar movie. I was still Joe's witness, and I did a naughty, but I wanted to go see Watchmen. So that's why I everyone's like, naughty. yeah, everyone's like, man, Watchmen sucks. Like, dude, it's great. It's my first radar movie. <laughs> I like Watchmen. Uh, Brian Davis, what's the craziest thing your parents asked you to do? I guess that's a fair question. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I guess the whole thing in general. I'm glad I didn't accidentally read half of Arez's and this next one together. My, I remember <laughs> my parents um, <laughs> would make me read the Bible. Um, like, there at one point they were like going to pay me and my sister money to read books. Like when we were young, and they were like really <laughs> wanting us to start reading. And I was obsessed with Goosebumps at the time, so I'd be like, "This is free money. I'm just going to read a shitload of Goosebumps and get paid by my parents." And then they instituted a rule that I had to read a book of the Bible between every Goosebumps book that I would read. Um, so that's like the weirdest thing I remember them doing. But again, like I said, my parents were like honestly pretty cool, all things considered. 
Sweet. I mean, you hit the minor prophets, you nail that out really quick. Those are those are short ones. Yeah, I mean, th- Second Timothy is like a half a page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, guys, settle down. All right. <laughs> uh, Arez coming in with the rare second question. Uh, does your religion have a quote unquote poop hole loophole like the Mormons? If so, why ever leave? <laughs> did we just find out Arez loves to fuck ass? I think oh. we did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to do that. He's the that. president of Rite Aid. I, I'll, speak, <laughs> I'll speak for myself where like butt sex was probably like even worse in the minds of people than like regular sex. And, uh, like, I remember one of my friends telling me that he found out one of his Christian friends and his girlfriend had been having anal sex. And he's like, dude, you know what that means? That means they had so much regular sex that they got <laughs> bored of it and had to start having butt sex. So, like, there wasn't really a connotation that, like, butt sex would be, like, better. And I even remember, like, one time I was, you know, we all have that story where you're, like, going through your parents' drawers or whatever. And I found lube in my parents' drawers and that same kid was like, dude, that means your parents are having butt sex. <laughs> and it was, it just had like a weird connotation. Who is this kid? And why is he a part of he the was, little uh, rascal? To be, to be, this is, this is the twist. He was our pastor's son. Oh my God. <laughs> God, that's, that's so good. funny. Uh, all right, moving on. Kevin Weaver says, uh, actually, I had a good one. Y'all know any good religious jokes? What's your Jehovah's Witnesses' favorite band? What? The Doors. Tim? Oh, yeah. I, I like this one. Um, this guy gets to heaven, and uh, he's um, g- being given a tour by St. Peter, and he comes. he gets to one area where people are being so loud. And he's like, what the hell is going on in this quadrant? And St. Peter's like, oh, those are the Baptists. They think they're the only ones up here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike McGinley says, did Tootsie's unbelievably real dinner spot ever uh, cater any of your church functions? (laughs) That is a top five throwback. (laughs) That's a deep cut. It is a very deep Mm -hmm. cut. Turds. What was Tootsie's again? I I vaguely remember it. It It's uh, turds. T-U-R-D-S. Tootsies oh, Tootsies is turds? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I will say that a lot of the potlucks we had were shitty. <laughs> hey. Yeah, remember we saw... Oh, I see turds in there now. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Remember we saw corn one time eating it, eating in turds? <laughs> it was corn and turds. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a good bit. <laughs> All right, here we go. Dingus Adams. <clears throat> so everyone prepare yourselves. Number five, how many demons uh, are have you each personally killed? <laughs> uh, zero, but they did believe hardcore that you could be possessed and you had to like do sort of exorcisms. Cool. Yeah, Damn. same. Um, just my personal demons. <laughs> there you go. Number four, how often did you have to cover your boners with your Bible slash Bible equivalent? At least once, for sure. <laughs> I actually have a story about this. Uh, on one of those, re- we went, we did like a whitewater rafting trip with our um, youth group one time, and we had to wear, we put on wetsuits, and then we got on like a school bus to take us to um, the whitewater rafting area. And it was like the classic thing where the 
bus ride was very bumpy <laughs> and that gave me like just a rock hard erection that was impossible to hide in my wetsuit and this kid sitting on like the other side of the bus for me just like loudly in front of everybody goes hey tim thinking about me (laughs) (laughs) which pretty funny yeah it was pretty funny but uh i was mortified uh number four how often did you have to cut oh no it was number three what was the worst fart you ever did in church Um, never happened. That's fine. We can move yeah, on. I don't, I don't think that yeah, happened. Yeah. Great. Number two, uh, when you left your religion, did you battle your pastor to the death or just until one of you could no longer battle? <laughs> just till could no longer battle. He, he, you know, threw up the fingers, you know, he conceded. <laughs> right. I honestly lo- like love our pastor. I think he's like a genuinely great guy and, uh, I wish him all the best. Oh, Do you, you still communicate with him at all? Um, not really. I, I text with his son sometimes still. And, um, I'm, uh, I can't remember if I'm friends with him on Facebook or just with enough people from that church that I see like videos that he posts sometimes. And there, he was, he was always like a really, you know, people talk about church being boring, but he was like, honestly, a really, really great public speaker and very, like very thoughtful about his messages and stuff. And that still comes through in his videos. And every time I see one, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot like how, it's just so rare to have a pastor that is either not boring or not a piece of shit. <laughs> there you go. And uh, number one, would you be opposed to joining the growing movement for Dingus Enlightenment? Some of our tenants include getting uh, brethren uh, with genital with a uh, greeting of, brethren. Oh, greeting include greeting brethren with a genital salute, memorizing the pages of Pornhub and dick horoscopes. <laughs> Uh, I grew up in one cult, Dingus. I don't need to join another one. Same. Uh, I I will say that I'm, I'm disappointed. There's no there's no wife pussy in this one. So he doesn't do it all the time. I know. If I ever I join another cult, it will be one that I start for money. Same. <laughs> for tax reasons. There you go. And Mike Field just says why. I don't even know what that means. Why Obviously, religion? Why'd you grow up religious? Because that's I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 either of you care to answer why? Didn't have much of a choice. Just grew up in it. There you go. Can I just say one l- last quick thing? Absolutely. I uh, I I did kind of have like a militant reaction to religion when I first came out of it, and it took like a few years to kind of moderate from that. And it was like, um, I when I first came out, I felt like I had thought about it so much that I had all the answers. And then eventually you just arrive at a place where you have a little bit more intellectual humility in it. And it's like, I don't reject religion because I have all the answers. I just know a wrong answer when I hear it. <laughs> That's a good way of thinking it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sweet. Any any final thoughts from, from either of you or, or anybody? No, I'm good. This was fun. I was, uh, yeah, really this was fun a really interesting conversation. Really yeah. yeah, conversation was good. These episodes have been really awesome. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed every single one. All three of them so far. Uh, what do we have next month? I don't know. I do have some people I wanted to reach out to. I do have some very interesting people that I want to reach out to. Someone was like reached out about a Disney cast member, but I actually, <laughs> I have, I know a few pretty good cast members. Uh, 
who actually crossed my path in the improv world that I might write, reach out to. Um, but yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, Tim, Logan, thank you so much for, for sharing with us and uh, answering our ridiculous questions. Hell yeah. Thanks for having us. Uh, Kat, thanks for being great. Yeah, of course. Fro? What's up, dude? You, uh, you keep doing your thing, man. I'm going to attempt to. <laughs> and that? Jonah. Yeah. Such a Jonah answer. It really uh, was. Thanks. Classic Jonah. <laughs> My name is Jonah. Um, <laughs> and Matt? Thank you for always running it. Oh, yes. Thanks. Yeah. I tried my best to keep it to not be three hours, and we are two minutes away from it being three hours. So <laughs> what can you do? Success. Honestly, three hours for, for five lists is actually pretty good because yeah. typically we would go almost three hours or three people <laughs> with three, you know, only three lists. So this was good. I thought mm. we did pretty good. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for checking us out. Uh, and as always, Smell you later.